Ron and Fez show starts right now. No, you still don't get it. The island is like an upside-down wine bottle, okay? And the wine is evil, and the cork is lock. Now, if the cork gets out of the wine bottle, wine gets all over the cheese, and you just have the worst party ever. And that's what could happen right now. Worst party ever. And then uh, fast forward is more like um, stale beer and peanuts. Hey, it's the Ron Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Ron Bennington. Fez Watley. Chris Tanley. And, of course, Eastside Dave McDonald. All enjoying a beautiful day in New York City. I hope it's nice where you guys are. Chris Stanley and Dave still working on beard porn. Beard porn to make everybody happy. Fez Watley, we're going to look for a... Ichiban is a word I got from Jin and Son. And that word, of course, means only one thing. Number one. Number one. So if you ever find yourself over in Asia, it's like this. Ichiban, two, three, four, five... Six, Ichiban zero, Ichiban one, Ichiban two, etc., etc. And that's why I can travel anywhere through the Pacific Rim and feel good about myself and make change. And the change that I want to make, ladies and gentlemen, world peace. World peace. Fez Watley, there's a big news story out there. Everybody's talking about it, and that news story is. It's that mine explosion in West Virginia where there's 25 dead and they're still trying to rescue people. Funny stuff. So it's a a horrible story. It is a horrible story. And they're trying to drill the air holes and uh, it just shows that we've got to go ahead and uh, with the advancements in robotics. We need robots in these mines doing these dangerous jobs. And what do the miners do for a living? They're going to have to go into computer programming and figure so out how every, to work their own robot. See, that's the thing. We're in a world that nobody can do anything. And uh, by the way, I said the funny thing is to be a little sarcastic because we do this kind of silly show. And boom, uh, starts off with the most horrible story you've ever heard. Yes, David. Well, I didn't think it was that big of a deal because on the news I heard it was a minor explosion. Oh, God. See, I hate that kind of humor because there, there are people down there. There are people down there. A big, big game last night. Uh, Davey Mack predicts Butler to win it all. Dave, I will very rarely say this about college basketball. Out of my seat. Unbelievable game. Wasn't that great? It was a phenomenal game. And even though I had never heard of Butler before this tournament, had no idea where or who or what it was, really was disappointed for that kid that that half-court shot didn't go in at the end of the game. Oh, my God. And they showed the replay, and it was a fucking... Look, there, it's yeah. an inch away, Mr. B. He banks it off the glass. If he hits that shot, he's an American icon for the rest of his life. He he can never buy a beer in Indiana as long as he lives. I, I don't think Indiana. I think he's an American. Like, he, he goes down... Like, I would have forgotten about it. <laughs> but I'm sure the people... 
And he has such a throwback look, such yeah. a hayseed look from old school. It was great. It was fucking Jimmy Chipwit from from you know from the fucking movie. I was you like, don't drop Hoosiers. It's really becoming annoying. It was. It was. The only reason I like when you bring up Hoosiers, yeah. is that you stop talking about Star Wars for a second. <laughs> um, it was just the most, the one of the best played uh, championships. Probably the best game I've seen in a, in a championship game. Everybody, Not March Madness, but championship. Everybody needs to say that, but the reality of it was it's just a great game last night. And who really expected it? I think the line was something like seven. If you had Butler, you would have made some easy cash for yourself. Uh, look at those Butler kids. Just look so crushed all beca- from an inch. Just an inch. They had it in Hayward. But at the same time, uh, and I know a lot of people hate Duke, but you had to feel good for Coach K because uh, another feather in his cap. I feel great for Coach K. I've got no problem saying that. I've got no problem, despite what other people think, the blowhard, whatever. He's the best college coach of all time. Sorry. Better than John Wooden. Yeah. Um, and and the, the fact of the matter is, you look at what Coach K did, 91 to 2010, that's 20-year space where he won championships. Modern 64 team tournament. He's better than John Wooden. Sorry. No, it's going to be upsetting to people. That is upsetting. Because John Wooden won, what, like 11 and 12 years or some ridiculous yeah, thing, 10 and 12 ten, years? I believe he won 10 in a row. 10 in a row. <laughs> and then you had the two years he didn't, and that's 10 right. and 12 years. But you know what? Casey Stengel, right. <laughs> Give me a year on either side, and it's 10 and 12 years. But you know, Casey Stengel won a shitload of World Series. Do we call him the greatest manager ever? No, I don't think we do. No, we save that for Connie Mack still. Yeah, we could save it for Connie Mack. We could, we, we could save it for, for you know, uh, a bunch of people. But you don't say it for Casey Stengel. So why, uh, how many championships does uh, Coach K have now? He's, not, he's now got four. He's tied with in second place with Adolph Rupp of Kentucky. The, the, but Adolph Rupp was even, he even preceded John Wooden. So he played even more archaic age. The this old is, uh, white style basketball. Yeah, right, all that Slow shit. Slow it down, peach basket. Yep, just nice set shots. Back when Dave's dad used to play, <laughs> shooting from the chest. <laughs> I don't follow college basketball. For the longest time, I thought Coach K was Sam Donaldson out there courtside. He looks just like Sam Donaldson from ABC News. Doesn't even comb his hair the same way. Sam Donaldson always had that great black toupe right in the middle of his head. I just noticed Coach K's got a very small mouth. Oh, you know, what's he got to say? He's always a whisperer. Yeah. Come on, guys. Let's do this thing. I love that man, though. I really do. Well, you love any winner. I will always yeah. give that to Eastside Dave McDonald. Yep. You love any winner. I, I love a champion. Yankees, Duke, Notre Dame. That's me, baby. Notre Dame champion. How long is it? How old are you? Million? Uh, Coach Holtz was in the studio a couple months ago. I got, you know. With the worst prediction for this fucking <laughs> season ever. It was okay. Yeah, good start. But you know what? That's what's great about college basketball. It, it, it you know, it, it's not played at the same level as the pros because some people, Ronnie, after the game, they were saying that the Duke could beat the New Jersey Nets, and I will put up like a thousand dollars to make that happen. The, the Nets it would be in by thirty. Will never. Yeah, it's always a ridiculous fucking statement to make, and it's one of the reasons why you can start and hate alumni because yeah. they live in such a stupid bubble. You know, you're lucky if one guy from that team makes the pros. Exactly. I mean, they have great college basketball players. Right. But they, you know, I, uh... I think they would all go in and dominate that white league that they're trying to start in Georgia. 
They'd be very good at that, the guy with his throwback wristband. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I got a question for Chris Stanley here. I got in uh, quite a uh, conversation uh, last night. Uh, but before we get to that, Fez Watley, what's going on in your life? Um, in my life, I found another lump under my arm. So I've got two lumps now. Miners being killed and lumps. Well, uh, Thursday, uh, we're taking a personal day. And uh, you can use that time to go get your mayonnaise lumps checked. But I always like this. You get, I forget how many personal days a year. And every time I ask for a personal day, they'll go like this. Oh, oh, what's going on? I don't understand what I need to tell you. It's personal. You get a personal day. Not in a, 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 not in a like, oh, good excuse, acceptable day. Just a personal day. Maybe I just want to sit on the couch all day. It's a personal day. I don't feel the need to share. Personal. Come on, tell me. What do you got to do? Go to court? Do you get a traffic ticket? What happened? Drunk it's again. a personal day. Okay. Everything in trouble at home? Trouble at home? What do you got to do? Go to one of the schools for the kids? What is it? It's a personal day. Uh, Hicks, take a personal day on Thursday. Fuck yeah. You know what that means? Shotgun and beers? Ripping and, the bong, Ronnie B. And, and then, of course, you spend the afternoon pitching pennies like it's the 30s. Track overs in two weeks. For me, it's just a personal day. None of your business. None of your business. Personal. What, what's going on, though? Uh, Dave, you'll be coming in during your personal day. You've, you got it. You've got to make up some. I want you to come in here, sit over there in a the corner, and think. I'll go into the private bathroom and go high in. Uh, bad news for you, Dave. I don't know whether you saw Earl's Twitter last night, but he's dropping friends from his life. Earl, now that he has this big party coming up, and believe me when I tell you, he has put together somewhat of a New York literary coming out party. As good as anybody else's ever. Earl? Yes. Who used to work here? Yes. <laughs> they had a mental breakdown on the air? Absolutely. Wow. This is a sponsored party. Names are showing up. Open bar food at the Hard Rock. I'm always impressed by the food in addition to the open bar, because I never expect to have food at a bar, but the open bar is just enough. Well, you're not used to anything more than what is just a bar. So True. this is all going to be shocking to you. Now... Heck, so you're going to try to hit it and, and get wasted? Probably, yeah. That's probably sounds that's the best thing to do, I think. I'm going to I'm going to say this to you. Mingle. Cuz some of the real people from African American society are going to be there. Oh. It's going to be fantastic as well as Earl's family, uh friends. Here's the weird thing about Earl. He has friends in different uh places. You know, he has friends that don't mingle and they're all coming together. They're all coming together this night. Now, Dave, you'll be out. You won't be able to make it. You're going to a big pop show. Yeah, I have to go to uh, Ben Folds' concert with my wife. I didn't even realize it wasn't the band. I'm just sitting watching some sissy Nancy Fagala play the piano for two and a half hours. Why do you need a whole band? I need a band to feel like I'm at a rock show. I don't need a fucking, you know, this isn't a Yanni concert. 
not even sure if that guy plays the piano well, or not. You're, you're missing the African-American Society event of the year. I, I really want to go, and I'm so... And meeting Earl's family. See, she and doesn't then, understand. She's taking my Friday from me. My well, goddamn Friday is being taken from me now. But when's the last time you had a nice date night with the wife? Uh, 08? Odd 8? All right. So maybe enjoy it from that angle. I can't. Because I. Uh, this is... You know, Ron, if I may just complain for a second. Yeah. She never goes to one of my shows. She doesn't go to, you know, um, you know, uh, I saw, you know, Gene R, if they're playing. Why or, would she? Uh, the Strokes, you know, um, Bouncing Souls, a punk band. She doesn't go to these things. But now I have to go to Ben Folds. I have to see a little monkey fucking hit, hit black and white keys all night. Um, now, let me ask you this, Dave. How is she taking something from you? What did, what is she exactly taking? My Friday night. Okay. That's very important to me. She can't take anything that uh, you don't give. Oh! I don't She's understand. Not taking, you never give a Friday night. She can't take it from you. That's all yours. Wait, I, I still understand. It, it, what Fez is saying in his own way is that you have to agree to it or else it wouldn't happen. It would still be uh, a Friday night. Well, right. I'm in his own way, and, that's what I'm, he means. I'm agreeing to it reluctantly. You know, I make compromises a lot. It, here's the deal. I've been to City Field. I, you're doing something for your wife that night, right? Shea three times, yeah. The way you're doing it, you're now not going to get credit at all. You could have went, did the right thing. Never brought it up. Then later went, oh, by the way, the guys had such a great time with uh, Earl and all, but I love just being, just having a night with me and you. Then you're, you're the guy. But you're acting like I'm going to go to your fucked up show with you. I hope you're fucking satisfied. I could be with my friends drinking an open bar. So you get no credit. So you're not going to the big open bar, and then you're not getting credit. I did. Oh, you're you're a double loser. It should I'm be going. both your Friday night. You're not going to get credit if someone if you act like an asshole. Like I'm not going to go. I, all I know is if he doesn't if he plays one note out of key, yeah, David Max going to be on his ass. But besides that, I'm not going to fucking go there to be a dick. But he better sing note but for note. You need to start acting happy about it to actually be the guy who gets credit. Because right. right now, here's what here's where you are in the world. The women think that you're an asshole for acting like you're being drugged there. And the men think that you're a pussy for not going up to the bar next to fucking Hicks and enjoying yourself at, at Earl's Big Night. The women are assholes and the men are pussies. <laughs> All right. That's a good point. And also, Ron. All right, I, you got them. Hold on. Let them take that sting. The old, the old phrase is, you know, the act is bigger than the means. And if I'm going to go heard that. there. What old saying is that? <laughs> it's no old saying. When you, it means that it, 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 as long as you do it. Then you deserve the credit. That's what the phrase goes. Yes, not, but you... Not if you go dragging yourself into it. Then it's no... Fr you're not giving her any... You're giving her the gift of you being miserable. How's that a gift? No, because I'm not going to... I'm not going to try and go there. Look, like I said, if Ben Folds... Um, you know, if he doesn't sing well... Yeah. I'm going to fucking Coach K his ass. I'm going to send him back to Butler. Here's uh, Brian. You're in run of Fez. Gentlemen. Yeah. Hey. Didn't your wife give up 18 months carrying your demon seed in her? Um, my children are not the spawn of the devil, for starters. Secondly, you know... That doesn't usually have to be said. But she got knocked up. I mean, what do you, what do you want, you know? 
Uh, Mike, what can we do for you? Hey, David Mack, why don't you just get fucked up before you go? Because uh, i got to drive that night. I have to be the chaperone. I think that's actually... Well, look at who's the pussy doesn't know how to fucking drink and drive. <laughs> why are you the chaperone and not the date? That's what I don't understand. I don't know. First of all, why are we talking about this instead of Earl's Big Night? This went from Earl's Big Night, and he's done uh, a marvelous job. Marvelous job. And you should be happy for him. I want to go. I want to pat him on the back. But here's the deal. You go, wherever you go, you have to say, this is the commitment I made, and I feel good about it. Not trying to ruin our preparation time, or ruin your wife's lovely night out to see Ben Folds. I cannot get into this fucking song and dance, man. It's not, it's not 1930. Why did you agree with it in the first place, then? Why didn't you say, honey, you deserve a nice night... Why don't you take one of your girlfriends? Because she said it to me in, like, September, and so April seemed like it was, you know... I know, I make those kind of promises decade. all the time, too. I always like, I'll do it with sales. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we'll do it. Five months away? Why not? Because I always think, well, we'll be fired by then. It's great. Um, here's uh, Scott Cleveland. You're on my face. Hey, hey, Dave. Uh, if you want, as a favor to you, I'll, I'll drive up to New York and take your lady to the show, and I'll take just as good a care as her as Vincent did Nia Wallace, if not better. Hold on. You're going to take care of Casey? Yeah, yeah. You mean, oh, you mean, oh, I thought you meant with a shot to the head. You mean, like, take care of her? Take care of her. No one's going to touch my wife or her tits. And if that, if that guy says that again, he's in big trouble. All right, I wanted to ask uh, you guys about this. This was on a Seinfeld episode. I got in a conversation with the, with the girls about this last night. At a certain point, Seinfeld is at a bar. Or no, he's actually being taken to a party by his friend. He meets a woman there and never gets her name, but finds out where she works. He then goes, stalks the lobby of the place, waiting for her to walk out of the elevator to act like he bumped into her. I said, ah, creepy Seinfeld. That's a weird move to make. The girl said, oh, no, it's kind of sweet, kind of nice. Hicks, would you feel like a creep stalking out a place waiting for a chick to come walking down? Yeah, that's, that's like you're a rapist or something. I don't even know. It's, it's not good. It's fucking creepy as fuck. Creepy as all fuck, and yet... And every woman will agree to that unless the guy is rich and attractive and then they think it's adorable. And this is why regular guys out there have trouble. The lonely guys, as I like to call them, they have trouble because they do shit like this. And then everybody's like, Hosp, what's wrong with you? Why would you do that? That's insane. Davy Mac, is it ever okay to stalk out a place? Yeah. It is okay to stalk out a place, according to a lunatic like Dave McDonald. On a personal level, now here's the things that I really, uh, let me set up the episode for you. First of all, why don't you tell me why it was okay? Um, a, a lot of girls who I dated, I actually did this. Um, one, of the, one of the girls I was working at a gym, I found out, I found the, the schedule of when the trainers were, when they were working. So I would time out when I worked for when she, when I would work out for when she worked. I also did this several times with waitresses. 
Yeah, that's fucking, in my opinion, this can be very creepy. Very, very creepy. I'm not doing anything to them. Now, let's let's go into this. In this Seinfeld, he talks to this girl at a party that Elaine took him to. The girl has to leave because she's with a guy. So not only, now let's suppose this. How would you like it? You go to a party. Let's suppose you go to Earl's party. You meet some people there. The guy sees that you're with Casey. Mm-hmm. Still shows up to where she works regardless. Wouldn't you think to yourself, this guy's a fucking lunatic and I'm taking him out. You always put your fucking self in the place of the stalker. But think <laughs> what it's like to have a loved one be stalked. It's well, weird. I, I wouldn't care for that unless she was a saleswoman. And they, if she was selling that guy a lot of shit and making money, then I would actually encourage it. No, this was a lawyer and he waited for her to go out to lunch. Yeah, well, that's weird. Creepy, but... Jerry. Creepy in this one episode. I've done it, though. Sick I mean... and creepy. I, here was another uh, part of the episode. And I know that you've been in this position before. Uh, Elaine took him there as a friend, okay? Now, Dave, I know that there's been times when you weren't dating that you needed uh, a date somewhere and you take a friend along with you, right? Sure. What are those obligations with those two people? Jerry felt like he couldn't hit on the girl in front of Elaine even though they weren't romantically involved. Yeah, if you I, if you went somewhere, let's suppose Solara asked you to go to a party. You're both single. Okay. And you were just friends. You wouldn't feel okay about hitting on other women while you were there? Or you felt like, this is a night I just got to fucking ride shotgun? No, yeah. You should be there. You should be talking to Solara. You should be talking to your friend. I, 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 I agree she with She didn't Jerry. even want to go to the fucking... No, Jerry was the one who wanted to hook up with this chick. Oh, yeah. Later stalked her like a fucking weirdo. Uh, Andrew, you're on Run of Fez. What's up, guys? Yeah. Uh... You know, I mean, it's, it's certainly a creepy thing to do on principle, but the way he did it, you know, and, and having George there and acting like they're going to see Vandalay, who also works in the building, she would never find out. Um, so it doesn't end up, I mean, it's creepy the way he, he does it. And, he Andrew, here's know. the deal. The only reason why it's not creepy, it's because it's rich, attractive, funny Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> if it was anyone we know. Fill in the blank of all of our fucking weird friends. We'd be like, dude, you're going to fucking get locked up. You've got to stop this, Dave. You've got to stop this. Now, a girl asks you to a fucking party you don't want to go to. But you're like, all right, I'll do it for you. You then can't meet people. You can't mingle. You can't party. Your only job is to sit there and be her date. Well, you can't mingle without her. Like, if you're going to talk to people, she's she's got to be close to you. And yeah, it's not appropriate to actually hook up. So Maybe you're you on the digits. job that night. This is not a party for you. You're there as a hired escort. I think so. Wow. Uh, Hicks, I see you uh, shaking your head. A uh, party's a party. I mean, fucking you do what you want to do. What you want to do. You don't have to fucking babysit anyone here. It's insane to do that. Well, then you bring me. Seriously, then if 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 you're just gonna turn me loose, or if I'm gonna I, I'm gonna be turned loose, then don't go. The, then what's the have you been point in this me? situation before? A hundred percent, I've been in this situation before. Give me a uh, give me an example. Um, before my ex and I actually started going out, she we were just friends, and she had a job at uh, a, a medical company, mm -hmm. and she she took me there. And I just, like, sat there. I talked to her. I you tried did the to, right thing. I tried to be presentable. That's the way but I But you feel. were still trying to hook 
up with her. In your mind, you wanted to hook up with yeah, her. Yeah, but there was a really hot chick that you couldn't there. get. You were, you know, you were smart enough to aim low. But I know that there was that thing at the Writers Guild party when you took Winnie Cooper. Yeah, well, I've taken yes, yeah, several people to that party. And she, I was, I thought that 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 behavior was inappropriate to me. That she was, was hooking up with the entire cast of Rescue Me. Yeah, there was Rescue Me people. <laughs> and by so cast, just leave Davey Mack behind. By cast, I mean the work crew. No, no one that you would know listening to this. No need but to rescue some, me. Some of the gaffers, best boys. There was one of the comedians from a Dennis Leary show. Which comedian? Do you remember? Boston accent, older gentleman. Uh, Lenny. Oh, Lenny Clark. Yeah. Oh, well, first of all, first of all, you you got to understand that. You got to pull back and go, you've got the opportunity to be with Lenny Clark. You should let her go. Yeah, I felt a little disrespected that night. I mean, you know, so that was, I, I didn't care for that. And that's but why, and she that's didn't why... want to go to the party anyway. You took her so you wouldn't look gay. And then why not let her enjoy herself? What do you mean? Free drinks and appetizers and Andy Rooney. Who the fuck wouldn't want to go to that? Okay. And then she meets Lenny Clark. Yeah, it was pissed off because <laughs> it wasn't, hey, I'm going to go and talk to Lenny Clark of one of the Dennis Leary shows. It was just a disappearing act. And that's why Pepper Hicks has been invited to all the Writers Guild parties since. Uh, Eddie, in San Antonio. Yeah. Would it be okay for her to hook up as well or for her to be... Yeah, well, this was know? the point. Uh, Dave took somebody to the Writers Guild party that obviously um, thought it was a-okay to go out and flirt. And then, Dave, it made you feel like I'm impotent nothing. fucking idiot, like all the guys going, yeah. look, he brings her there. He's got nothing. But you never were with her. It was a lie no, that I she wasn't. was your date. Well, you should have just said, ladies and gentlemen, I never have been with this woman. She's just a drinking buddy. No, but I understand that. So why wouldn't she be a free agent that night, particularly it's, if she has the chance to be with a touring headlining comedian? It just it just came off badly. And so I parked myself next to Mr. Rooney and talked Giants football and was just like, Well, can can you believe this girl? And I think at one point he did ask me, Is she with you? And I go, No. I was ticked off that night, and I'm honest. That's, Did you point why... out that she has low self-esteem? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Pepper's gone to everyone since, three years in a row. Uh, Blake, you're on the Round of Fez show. Blake in Rhode Island. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. As far as Jerry goes, um, he was so enchanted by this woman that he had to see her again, but he had no information about her except for where she worked. So I think going to see her once is innocent, but to say it didn't go so well and he stalked her a second time... Then that's when it turns creepy. All right, all right. Let, let, let's get into it. Let's suppose he goes there, hopes to see her going out for lunch. He, she's not there. He never does it again. Well, he didn't run into her, so I don't think that counts. So it would be okay if he showed up in that lobby seven days in a row. <laughs> I mean, you, seven, I right, mean now, now it's sounding creepy. No, right, you well, you have a chick. You know, and I'm going to imagine that you do, Blake. Or you might be just a creepy guy from Rhode Island, <laughs> but you would not want some guy. Waiting in your chick's lobby once, twice, three times, it seems fucking nutty and creepy to me. Particularly, oh, he just hung up. <laughs> Particularly when Jerry saw that she was someone with someone else. Well, we were talking about it yesterday. This is kind of what Bruce did with that woman at the gym. It was like he kind of like watched her and waited till she was on the treadmill and sort of stalked her out. And even the line. You know, I mean, we're talking about one of the great lyricists of the last fucking 30, 40 years. And he tells her, you've got the best ass in the gym. 
This somebody helped you with Thunder Road, then motherfucker. That's why I don't play the story. Somebody helped you. The same guy couldn't do both things. Um, all right, so a party or a wedding. That person goes to a wedding with you. They can't enjoy themselves. Their their job is there to just assist you. Yes. Then you must owe that person big. You're because you're saying to them, come be my slave. Have an uncomfortable <laughs> night with me. Well, you're getting something out of it. You're getting free booze. You're I getting, don't want free booze. You know, I want to be a free person. You can you can establish uh, contact, but you cannot actually hook up. There's a difference. You, you I don't think it's inappropriate to say, hey, you know, you're chatting with someone. Hey, can I call you? Maybe you know, sometime. But you don't. So the word, the thing that turned you off is I'll blow everyone at that table. That's what got on your nerves. <laughs> yeah, that irritated me. Now, Fez Wiley, you've right used beards quite a few times in the past. Yes. Did you expect mm -hmm. that person to be there uh, as your acting date all night long? So, yeah, and also on the other side of it, I also thought it was my responsibility to watch out for that person, not leave them alone anywhere. See, on the other but side. But what about of it, a work fucking related thing? See, I. Uh, that's very annoying to have a work related. You go to somebody else's work party and you still can't even relax. You have to go walking around with them all night. I couldn't stand to be single and have single friends. It seems like a fucking nightmare. The lies you're forced to live. <laughs> Just so the boss thinks that you're straight. I kind of agree with Dave on this. I think you're on a non-romantic date. You've kind of agreed to go somewhere but together. But why would anybody agree to that? That's what fucking gets to me. You're helping someone out. You don't want to help people move their shit, but you, but you do it. So you're, you're you're doing it as a favor. So at that entire night, you don't get to relax. You're in character all night long yeah. as a fake date. To me, this is what fucking annoys me. Number one, if I invite somebody to a wedding, instead of just coming there as a single, they're now forcing me to pay for someone else to drink and eat food and be their fake date. That is a fucking nightmare to me. Just right. come there as a single. Stop your fucking charade. Stop putting your friends through a nightmare night and stop making the host pay for more. <laughs> well, I I'm mean, suddenly yeah. so happy you're not going to Earl's party. No, I'm, I want to go. I'm going to try and figure out how we can do this, do a double time. Go to the party and then go to... Ben Rick in St. Louis, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't you take a friend to a party, be it male or female, isn't the object for one of you to get a blowjob at the end of the night? I would think yes. <laughs> I would think 100%. Or in the case of uh, some of Dave's date, to give one. And hopefully to a national touring comedian. Pepper? With Did you blow any Clark? <laughs> with many fine movie <laughs> credits in the Fairley Brothers and his own sitcom before. Yeah, you bring he's up, a successful guy. There was, uh, got no problem he had his own sitcom before. It's not his fault. He's no. just standing there fucking drinking a white Russian. I would, I, I would have joined him. But, you know, someone, someone fucking cock blocked me. That was the other thing that pissed me off. I want to talk to Lenny Clark. Well, who am I? See, here's, I'm in the guild, not, not, not you. Now, here's the deal, though. I think if it's a real date, if you're in a real relationship, there are obligations. You know what I mean? There are obligations. You go to your chick's fucking workplace. You're supposed to be like, yeah, we're all happy with her. Of course, you know, she comes home. So, oh, she's told me a lot about you. You do all those kind of lies. If you're just a downstairs neighbor, 
you got a right to go over and eat and drink all you want because that person came there under the fucking person with the date came there as a lie. <laughs> um, here is uh, Woody Oakland. You're on Ron Fez. Hey, uh, Ronnie, I can't believe you're taking advice or asking questions from Dave and hapless Fez about dating and how to do dating, especially since Dave has had like a total of five women in his life. Well, but here's the thing. I, I, I find this interesting. I found both the premises interesting because um, I'm not I, I've never run around in that fucking lifestyle. I've never fucking played that fucking game. And I love the fact that both of these guys feel like a friend has such obligations to help them live the lie that they show up with. In the case of Dave, that he had an active social life. <laughs> and uh, in the case of Fez, that he didn't have a secret. But, but I mean, it was, I think it was under the guise of friendship. I think it was still under the... Bullshit. That's an abuse of friendship. No, I mean, Ron's right about me with, like, the reason why is because I want to go there and drink by myself. So because wanna... you weren't comfortable with who you were. Now, Fez, why did you feel like you had needed a fake date? Um, maybe it was, it was maybe the exact same thing, not comfortable with who I was. So why can't the other person be comfortable? You're acting for somebody else to help you lie. They're making me comfortable. Rather than, they're making you comfortable by, in a lie. By sitting by my side, not by, yeah. by mingling. Why didn't you have them with a the cell phone and a calculator and acting like you were making big deals the whole time? <laughs> Call from Singapore for you, Mr. McDonald. Grace! <laughs> It's fucking. Jack My point is, it's insane. Um, it's insane. Can I just say this though? Then why do some people play by the rules and others don't? Pepper has gone to the last three Ryder Guild parties. He he stays by my side. I say, Pepper, go out, get yourself, you know, some chicken and stuff. He goes out, helps himself, then comes back. He's a wonderful. He really knows how to play the the, the rules. There were attractive women at the last Ryder's Guild party. He could have hit on them. He doesn't he care about anything but alcohol and chicken. <laughs> A mac and cheese. That's a great mac and cheese. He goes up for, forget about seconds. Pepper's up for sevenths and eighths. Uh, Dan in Knoxville, you're on running fuzz. All right, guys. I, I think this just kind of shows a little bit how kind of dysfunctional socially Fez and Dave are. To, everybody else understands that you go with a chick, and there's no real romantic attachment between you, and they're a friend. It's understood that you both go and kind of mingle around and just, you know, Everybody else seems to understand this, but the two of them. <laughs> I, I would I would find it hard to believe that if I took a friend, whether it was a male friend or a female friend, to a party, that person meets someone of an interest, I don't understand why I would start being angry. <laughs> if I had a single friend who was always telling me, I hope to be a, in a relationship, and I see in her having sparked with someone, that I would go, what are you doing? Get back over here and fake that I'm straight. Well, then why why should she go to the party then? Just go. She should have went to a bar if that's what that, she was doing. She came you with you. asked her to go. Please go. I can't let everybody see who to I am. Out. To but, hang out. By the way, this is the way that. It's not fair. That this is one of the reasons that Larry David, of course, the Seinfeld show was always great. Because this is like a fucking 14-year-old thing. And we still haven't come to grips with yeah. it. Fez Watley, you and Dave on the same side here. That's right. Mm -hmm. For the whole now, show. let me ask you this: Why? For you? Yeah, go ahead. We're I want you today. guys to be best buddies on the whole show today. Yeah, we'll and agree. we are. Why not? Okay, you should be. All right. And he also wants you to go to Earl's party, which I don't think that you should. 
I think you've already got prior obligations. I don't want to go to this Ben Folds, though. You should have said that in September. I didn't think Knowing that Earl would have put out a book. (laughs) I didn't think April was going to come so quick. April comes, she will, Mr. B. I know, but here's my point. Go there, have a lovely time, forget about all the fun we're having in Manhattan. I can't. Uh, There's not even that booze going to be at this place, I don't think. Let me ask you this. What kind of friend are you if you are more or less cock-blocking the person that you brought there, that you say is your friend, mm-hmm. she meets somebody, and you're like, no. Um, I guess that's a bad friend, but it's like that night is for me. You know, I'll, I would do friendships for someone else. You know, you, because you're, for someone else. Because that you're night not, is our night. You're not looking. And then... Um, what makes that your night if you have no long-term romantic ideas for this person? That's kind of insane. What if she's missing out on Mr. Right? Which could have been is where Jerry's head was that night. That this girl is terrific. I want to be with her. And then he started not paying attention to Elaine who was getting pissed at him. Yeah, Elaine had every right about that. The, the thing is, you know, you don't go to a baseball game and then uh, say, hey, I have a ticket for you. And then you give the guy a ticket and you guys are sitting in two different sections of the ballpark. It's about hanging out together. We're talking about something different here than a ballpark. But you're supposed to be hanging out. It's we're going to go to the party. We're going to come to this party. Free booze and food. Okay. so you're right, I, want you to, I want you to do this in a different way. What if you meet Casey at a party? You're with somebody else. Mm-hmm. You don't get her name, blah, blah, blah. Unless you really go for it, that's it. You would have lost the love of your life. And that friend obligation would have been the reason for it. Imagine how your life would be different. Mm. Stop it. Take that fucking <laughs> smile off your face. I tried to give you something real. No, you're right. I, had, you're right. I tried to give you something real. But here's the thing, Mr. B, is that I did meet her Let, no. solo. And when I was with my ex and I met her... I didn't fucking jibber-jabber or bullshit, bullshit, Pennywise. I didn't do any of that stuff. But let's suppose you didn't get Casey's name. That would have been it. Everything would have been changed then. And that's a different situation because you were doing it behind Claire's back. And you you (laughs) fucking did the right thing. Act like, well, Mr. B doesn't want anybody at the big fight. No one's allowed to come to the night of fights. Sorry. (laughs) You have to stay home. How did you find out about that? Uh, I talk to Drunken Dave all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Drunken Dave tells me secrets about you you don't know. I didn't even know. Now, Fez Watley, you wouldn't feel bad if you kept your, and I'm going to use so-called friend, you call it a friend, I call it a slave to you. Mm -hmm. You kept them out of a relationship, and then they ended up spending their life like a miserable, cranky person living with a cat. Yes, I would feel bad about that. But you still would want them to be there and help you live your life. I would, yeah. At that moment, I would want their help. Yes. And you don't. Why though? Why? Why is your one night's uncomfortability in a social situation more important than that person finding someone? We set up the parameters. <clears throat> we already have these rules established, and that person knows it. And or if they don't, they should. And the fact is, if they meet someone who they're meant to be with, they'll meet them again somewhere else down the line. That's the way you, I feel. That's the way people feel who don't want to believe that there's something out there that's fantastic. They want to believe that somehow they're just a puppet on this fucking planet. Yeah, They've destiny. got nothing to do with it. Destiny is another fucking thing of saying uh, anything we do doesn't matter. 
Nothing fucking matters. <laughs> and that whole destiny thing is where you end up all cranky, living with a cat. Well, it's it's never the plan to end up cranky with a cat. It's never what you plot for. Of course you do. It's what you settle for. It may be what you settle for, but it's not what you intend. You intend through your actions. There's a very different thing from just having a fantasy and then working towards a goal. Hmm. And if you don't work towards a goal... You know, that that's like sitting on your fucking couch all night going, I'd like a Pepsi-Cola. I'd like a Pepsi-Cola. I'd like a pe And letting five hours go by rather than getting up and fucking pouring yourself a, a nice cold drink. And my point is you're sitting on the fucking couch through life instead of getting up and doing it for yourself. You just suddenly want the fucking ceiling to open up and a Pepsi to fall down. And my point is why drag other people into that? Why drag other uh, people into that? Um, here's uh, Steve, New Jersey. You're in Montefez. Hey, guys. Um, I go to a party with who my best friend was for about 10 years at that point. She's encouraging me to see all these other chicks and everything and saying, oh, yeah, go talk to them and everything. Later that night, she's a little drunk. She starts crying, find out she's in love with me. We're getting married next year. So That has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. Well, isn't that a Freddie Prince Jr. movie? No, that, that's not. We're, we're talking about two people who actually are friends. Not the case of Dave of using the friendship to get to somewhere else. I knew. Which, I had by the way, I think most guys have done at least once or twice in their life. Sure, sure they have. <clears throat> I know a lot of Pepper's friends are doing that with his chick. What? Nothing. Just oh, don't even get me started, Ron. Now. I got a big issue with that, and today I got a big issue with what's going on. All right, well, we're going to get to that. I just don't understand why you guys think that your friends should be slaves to you. Fez, what is your reasoning there? <laughs> it's uh, because they, it's not a slave. It's helping out. That's the reasoning. It's being there when you wanted someone, when you wanted a friend to be with you. Mm. See, I hate using the phrase wingman. Can I, it's a party uh, wingman. All right, let me just give you some background. On Fez Watley and his beard. There was a young lady, perfectly nice young lady, who Fez Watley was using as a beard. Bringing her to different, uh, back when we used to do the Ron and Ron show. If there was a wedding, he would bring her. If there was a party, he would bring her. Now she happened to be friends with all of us, so was more than glad to go along and enjoyed Mr. Watley's company up to the point where she even thought he's a really great guy. This friend, mm. Fez Watley, one day said, oh, I want you to stop by my mom's house with me. They go there. All of Fez's relatives were lined up, each giving her a Christmas gift because Mr. I have a friend used it so far to make the entire family believe in his lie. That person, we've seen nary a time since. Oh, man. Now, how is that a friend? How is the, That's how far he took that obligation to lie to his entire family about it and use this poor person all because he didn't want to say. Grace, you're on the Run and Face show. 
Yeah, hey guys, um, isn't the point of going to a party to meet people, interact with people, meet new friends? No, I mean, it's you're... it's to keep Fez's and Dave's illusions going. Matt in Indianapolis, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? Yeah. These two bastards deserve no friends at all. They, I don't understand why anybody would ever want... We don't need anyone. We have each other. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Then go to parties together. <laughs> Maybe we will. Fine. Pepper, you're out for Writers Guild in 010. Take care, guys. Oh, 10? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> How many O's are there? 20,010. Two? 2010? Fez is coming with me. To Ben you, Folds? No, it is, uh, while, while you two are uh, attempting to joke with each other, and it's really the chemistry blows, <laughs> um, there is a selfishness to this story. That's my own opinion. It. I don't. And, and let, let me just say this it's only opinion. There's no matter of right or wrong. I can only point to A. Dave treats his wife like shit, even though she got tickets to her favorite show, and he won't go along and just be fucking nice. And B, Fez, look at yourself. There's no sense in me even using that. I would just say, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, look at him (laughs) and leave it at that. If I invite my friend to come over the house and he comes over, we should sit on the couch, you know, drink the beer, watch the football, whatever. But he doesn't come into my house, and then all of a sudden I go upstairs into my bedroom just to hang out. You don't, you don't leave. You There's... don't let those people leave. You're fucking needy. Everybody has a story of where you got mad at them when they either wanted to go to sleep or what, go home. What are they doing? I mean, they don't have to work tomorrow. And then you sit and make them watch your favorite movies over and over. It's great. They're or great. listen What's... to Wilco. Oh, yeah. What's wrong with Smile Tap? Fucking people. You drive people nuts. Um, here is uh, Sean. You're in Fez. Hey, uh, Dave, I got a question for you. The person you bring is not allowed to meet people, right? Correct. But what if what if you meet someone that you find interesting and while you're at the party that you brought them with you? That's not a very good point. You're, not where you're their guest, but they're still your guest, but you meet someone you want to talk to. I wouldn't do that. I've been in the situation, and, and I've said, you know, well, in my first head. First of all, that doesn't happen to either one of them. Well, no, I've said that's an attractive girl, but I didn't talk to her. I just, I maybe looked at her, or ogled her, but I didn't look. I didn't talk. Dave has only been hit by lightning a couple times, and Fez knows no lightning can get into his apartment. He doesn't really get hit by lightning. <laughs> uh, Ward, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, the uh, the whole reason for taking a, a girl, you know, to a party like that is so she can be your wingman and, and get you hooked up with other girls. See, the thing is, I don't know if if women do fall for the wingman bit the way guys do. Would they even like to do that? I I, I can't speak for them. Men are are all, like, you could be with a guy. You and your buddy, you go to a fucking party in Fort Lauderdale. You leave New York, you go to Fort Lauderdale. You go, dude... I, I just find out I'm going to fucking get laid. He'll go like this. Don't worry. I'll find my way home. Don't worry about a fucking thing. Go out there. That's what a fucking friend does for a friend. Right. A friend doesn't do, what about me? <laughs> you said that I'd have fun too. You're fucking there for each other. You're well, supporting. Where am I going to sleep though? Don't worry. My whole family thinks we're getting married and they're each giving you a fucking knitted <laughs> Christmas gift. <laughs> Put the hood over your head. Oh, man. Hood? A sweater? And she said Fez yeah. just sat there. With a smirk on his face, as if to state to the family, yeah, I banged her. <laughs> this is very awkward. I'm in the rash. It was very awkward. It was very awkward to hear it. 
But I don't think Fez was necessarily incorrect. To fake out a whole entire she family that way? Shit. What's she complaining If I showed you what she fucking got, it looked like the kind of shit he gives me. It's a fucking... The gifts from that family are insults. Man, like, spending a lot. What? No. It's a bad economy out there. They gotta save some money. This was years ago. Oh. He's not interacting on this story. It must be happening on the air. I want him to go with it. Uh, all right, let's uh, keep this moving along. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, David, what is exactly going on with Bob Dylan in China? I don't even know this whole story. They uh, Bob Dylan canceled the whole thing of his Asian tour because the Chinese government refused him permission to play in Shanghai and Beijing this month. Um, this harkens back to... When now, why did, why did they say no to him? Did they give a reason? Yeah, because uh, Bjork in 2008 mm-hmm. um, was started, well, got on the stage and started sh- sh- chanting Tibet, Tibet, Tibet. And they've kind of um, been canceling a bunch of acts since. But Dylan, they, they never said no to him. It, it, apparently just someone got a little bit paranoid. The Bjork shit got brought up again. And then they were like, okay, fuck it. Yeah, let's just cancel him. And as a result now, Dylan's canceled his whole uh, leg of his Asian touring. Because he probably didn't want to do anything but those dates. That's exactly what he wanted. He said, I made this tour to do China. So he's going to fuck over South Korea and Taiwan and other places. And I don't blame him. Yeah. Because, you know, the the. Fuck Fucking Chinese government almost, you know, they're bullies to these other fucking places. Mm. And then all of a sudden, hey, Dylan's going to come. It's going to help our, our, our countries. And then they fucking cancel him like that. No, uh, fuck that. Can I tell you something? Chinese government did the right thing because they're trying to keep those people fucking closed minded and stupid. The last thing you want is Free Will and Bob showing up talking about his ideas. Times they are changing. Yeah, I said smart move, Chinese government. <laughs> But then why book so in the have, first place? You're going to have Chinese people going like this. Let me tell you something. Things are, everything's crazy around here. And later I'm going to be a small black child. <laughs> and then a chick. <laughs> the movie. But um, no, the, the, movie. The, thing, the thing about it is, though, you know, why book them in the first place? I actually think this is bad for Chinese government because somehow these Look, people. they don't want everybody. They, they only would like Google in on a safety search. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. The Chinese government is in trouble in the fact that. You can't have a pure communist thing. And that's what they're trying to hold on to. And they're already breaking that down. Maybe Axel was right. Chinese democracy is the way to go. I don't think you want to go there if they're against you anyway. Lord knows what they could put you on house arrest for. Dude, they put fucking Dylan on house arrest. We fucking revolt. It's World War III. He doesn't have any problems with that. Yeah, we would bomb the shit out of that fucking place. And and my point is that the, the... I'll beat him over the head with a peace sign. I'll, I, I would actually enlist in the army if they kidnap. We'll Bob start Dylan. our own fucking army. I don't want to join the regular yeah. army. We'll do our own army where we can dress the way we want and sleep like late. Blackwater. <laughs> yeah, we'll blackwater that fucker up. Bongwater. We sleep way. We sleep late, and we don't keep curfews, <laughs> and no one yells. We're not going to fucking sit around yelling at each other about how. You know what? If you want your bunk to stay messy, that's you. It's, you're going to have to be the one who sleeps in it. But just don't expect the rest of us. <laughs> But these Chinese people aren't stupid. They're yeah, going to they find out that... They fucking talk baby talk. Chang, chang, chang. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I know. Yoko does what that What are you, you fucking talking or you gong? What are you fucking doing over there? Well, that's just... Form words. 
Well, that's that, that's those are words. That's just their dialect. My dad, my dad used to visit China for for his work, and that's you know he used to learn some phrases. What's Chinese for taller than the rest of us? Like they used he, to call Miao Meng when he got there. He'd come home and say phrases like you know, check walk. You know, like that meant like pancake. Check walk means like pancake in Chinese. What's this mean? Check bounced. <laughs> That's the it's only. Me. That's fucking Davey Mack. He's writing checks it's to everybody. Translation for Eastside Dave. All right, we'll break here. We'll put it back together. Back in just a couple moments. Run a face show. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment. But you humans do not. Human beings are a disease. The cancer of this planet, your plague. And we are the cure. I am a passenger. And I ride, and I ride. And I ride. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. President Obama, he threw out the first pitch at the Nationals' home opener yesterday. High and away ball. And it's... Does he have to do this? It's embarrassing for him every year. At least this year, he knew not to wear those giant jeans of his. But it seems like he got elected president. Why keep jumping through the hoops? I don't think I would show up with the throw. I would be more nervous about having to go out there and throw that ball than uh, launching a nuclear weapon. It doesn't embarrass him, though. Seems pretty fun. There's just so much that you have to do where you're uh, posing with the Easter Bunny and pardoning a turkey on Thanksgiving. It just seems like so much humiliating stuff that goes with the highest office basically in the world. And and would he be in so much trouble if he said, no, I don't want to throw out the first pitch? I thought, you know, I mean, the guy doesn't have any arm, but he went out there, threw the pitch, put on a hat, got booed, had fun with it, uh, went over, talked a little bit. Uh, but no, he's much more of a basketball player than he is a baseball player. But I don't know if I'd be fucking embarrassed if I had to, I don't know, hit a fucking polo mallet or something and it didn't go in. I, why does he give a shit? He doesn't seem like he gets upset about it. He had all year if he wanted his arm to get better, he didn't bother. He wasn't actually pitching in the game. Thrown out a first pitch. You got half the people in the country hoping that you look like a fool out there. And then that's what happens. He... See, here's the deal. And I know you have something fucking tied into embarrassment from when you were younger and you couldn't play ball. He doesn't give a shit. He went out, chucked it, made a joke about it, didn't get upset. The guy can play basketball. That's his sport. He didn't grow up with baseball. I don't know why it has to be a humiliating moment when you're just doing something on, based on ceremony. Well, Nixon couldn't throw. So what? The old Bush was a goddamn good uh, athlete. 
That was a guy who could throw the ball. Well, he, uh, the first President Bush? Yeah, old Bush. Yeah, he played uh, first base, Yale. Yeah. He was a college ball player. Uh, Bush was a pretty decent, uh, had a pretty decent arm from George W. But again, I don't know where this whole this is humiliating thing comes in. I don't think it is. I don't think he, I don't know if you watched it, and I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. He went over, he chucked it, had a laugh about it, went on to the next thing. Yeah, I actually think it's worse if, if if you bounce it. You know, the fact that it was it was high. I agree with Fez. Definitely, I agree with Fez. It was high in a way, but it wasn't a bouncer. But here's the deal: Do you have to do everything in life? Do you have to be a fucking a baseball player when you're not? I think it fucking at least makes it look like, hey, I'm fucking doing it. So what? What's the big deal? I think when you're the president, you got to look like you're in some sort of control. Well, we've had plenty who didn't. Plenty who didn't look like they could throw. I didn't think Jimmy Carter had much of an arm. Uh, Reagan was actually a little too old. And uh, I think Reagan even did stuff where he threw it out from the fucking stands. And there's been plenty of guys yeah. who've done that. Yep. That's and, how it started, from the stands. Yeah. Taft started this whole fucking thing, and he did it from the stands. So it's never been this big, important thing. And I think sometimes, like, certain people... Tied into their fucking elementary school, you know, gym class embarrassment. The mm-hmm. guy just doesn't give a shit about it one way or another. Again, if he wanted to throw, all he'd have to do is fucking work on it throughout the year and get a ball over. You don't have to be a fucking a stud to throw a fucking ball 60 feet. It's gotten slightly better. It's still very Earl Douglas, I want to say, short arm. You know, it's he's throwing darts rather than a ball. Exactly. He, he didn't grow up playing baseball. No. Now, if you see him uh, shooting baskets, the guy can fucking shoot. I, it's really fucking weird to me that anybody who can't do one sport can't pick up an, enough of another. You know, I haven't met too many people that could fucking play basketball well and didn't know how to throw and catch a football or throw and catch a baseball. That's the odd thing to me. Yeah. In fact, many professional athletes will use different sports to stay in shape. Cal Ripken always used to play pickup games of hoops. Oh, face it. Most guys that are pro athletes when they were in high school were fucking, you know, four-letter guys. They could do it all. Yeah. It's not all that fucking different. Um, but again, you don't have to be humiliated because you can't throw a ball. That's like saying, oh, my God, he can't even stand up on a surfboard. He didn't grow up fucking surfing, whatever it happens to be. Why do you always have to act like... Oh, if I don't fucking drive the ball off the tee, then the game's fucking ruined. A lot of people that don't enjoy sport uh-huh. think it has to be done perfectly. You know, you can go to a fucking golf course, fucking slice the ball. You could laugh with your buddies about it and say, fuck it, I'm taking a mulligan and redo it. You don't have to sit there and act like, it was the most humiliating experience of my life. I couldn't find the ball later. You can fucking laugh it off. That's all he does. I play in the first tee in Scotland, and I hit a ground ball <laughs> off the tee in Scotland. It was my big chance. It's the same way like when we were saying you go bowling. If you throw a gutter ball, you don't have to act like everybody's looking at me. I'm a dick. You could say, I fucking hardly ever bowl. Give me another ball. A curse to Pete Weber. George Lucas is uh, developing an animated Star Wars comedy series. Here's what I think's going on with Big George Lucas. I think he is now trying to get back at any of those fans that have criticized him over his prequels. 
he's now going to start crapping on his own stuff on purpose. The big, the big complaint from anyone was his prequels, the silly stuff in them. Now he's going to try and shove it in their faces by being extra silly. There's no other reason for it. He's the one who never wanted to talk about the Star Wars holiday special because that turned out so embarrassing and so silly for him. So now he's going purposely silly on this. Where that holiday special, he brought in B. Arthur and Art Carney to be part of it. I, I don't... I, I think, just think that the guy's been in such a fucking bubble for so long that I think it's almost like Michael Jackson was. Like, you think that he goes to the same fan sites as you and mm-hmm. he lives... I just think he lives in a bubble and thinks this would be fucking funny. It's just like Michael Jackson, people going, oh, he must be humiliated because he's not a big star anymore. Um, no. He... Had no idea he wasn't. He still thought he was just as big. Elvis thought he was just as big. They're in this rich bubble. He probably thinks this is a good idea. Again, I would love for a show to go by that you and Dave didn't bring up George Lucas and what a disappointment he is to you. I I know that you are somehow disappointed, even though I remember you loving these Star Wars and seeing them over and over. Before you decide that you hate him. Now I think one day you're going to tell me you hate Batman. And I will say this. He loved the other Batmans until the new Batman started. And now he hated the old Batmans. Corey Feldman, he's taking heat for going to a Playboy Mansion party. Who's he taking heat from? There was people at the party there that were talking to different gossip sites saying... They were shocked to see him there, especially having such a good time, because in their opinion, he was supposed to be so distraught over his friend Corey Haim's death. And they were surprised to see him partying so soon, just like 20 20 days later, after Corey Haim had died. And I don't know if the best friend has the same mourning that like a spouse has to have. Who, who's even to say whether what the spouse has to have? Can you not be mourning and go to a party? Can you not be mourning and go to the movies? How long do you have to mourn? And what way are you supposed to mourn? We old Italian women wearing black fucking dresses for the rest of our lives? How could maybe the guy had to be there to meet a fucking producer or something? Mm-hmm. Maybe inside he's all fucking broken up. What do we know? I think you, that when you wave that flag, though, and you're the one that's, um, you know, making the public statements and talking about being with his family and stuff, I think you're putting you're putting an obligation on yourself. An obligation at, to do what, though? At what? the very least. Yeah, but a go- obligation to what? To tone it down and act, and look like you're, you know, mourning. Well, to look like you're mourning. But who? What does mourning look like? I mean, you. Look one way at the funeral, but then if you lose a friend, family member, you're still going to feel bad, but life also goes on, doesn't it? Oh, yes, it does, but it's... He, it looks like he was trying to have it both ways. It just it doesn't look like he was sincere with his uh, things he said about Corey Haim. I, I, I'm completely... I'm weirded out. So you got to stay in your house to mourn, or you can go out? I think he should have laid low for a while. Laid low how? What, what, what do you mean by laid low? Maybe avoid parties. 
and be seen out having uh, I know, drink, I'm, drinking time. I'm fucking Irish. We have a wake that night. Mm-hmm. We we have what would be considered a party that night, and we fucking laugh and we fucking uh, you know sing, and our hearts are fucking still broken. So what? I mean, how do you suppose to do? Would he be able to go back to work, or should he take a year off work? Maybe just go in there because it was free liquor at the Playboy Mansion. Get his fucking drink on. Maybe he's on a bender. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Who fucking knows what the guy's up to? You can't mourn while you're getting your dick sucked by a fucking playmate? I think you can do both. Yeah, I think it seems like he was basically the spouse in this relationship. And so a little bit more than 20 days, I would think, would be respectful. How was he with the spouse? He had a spouse. I I don't know. I don't even know what you mean by mourning, personally. I mean, I think you can mourn and go out. I've said that a couple of times. And if if your spouse dies, it means that you have to stay in for how long? I would say uh, a good sixty days. So sixty days, you can't leave the house. No, I mean you can go if you have to go out and do stuff, but. I wouldn't be seen out partying. It just, it doesn't seem right. Seems like he got over it really quick. When you're making statements that say you're not going to get over this. Fez took me out, though, after my mom, the week after my mom died. That, that uh, was disrespectful. Where did he really, take you? The, uh, well, the uh, barbecue place, Virgil's. Get all liquored up. And I remember us all laughing that night. Laughs were had. And that was, and I remember even quite a few mom jokes. Those two. Your mom's so fat, (laughs) she died. (laughs) Your mom is so ugly that you did a bad job taking care of her. Your mom's so so big, she got hit by a Con Ed pipe. All right. <laughs> that was a terrible thing. She was burned with steam. And you don't have to be big to do that. Well, that's not the point of this mom jokes. It's not really yo mama so much as it just is the joke. It means we're all good friends. It doesn't matter who made the mom jokes. They just happened. I think you can, do, I think you can mourn and do other things. I think you can lose certain people in your life and feel a little bad for the rest of your life. It's not up to anybody else doesn't fucking know. What you're saying is that you somehow have to cry in public for people. That's what, you know, that somehow we deserve his mourning, not him. That we deserve that he needs to make something public about this. Um, but, you know, what the fuck has ever happened here? Nick, Baton Rouge, you're on Ronnie Fez. Uh, Ronnie. Yeah. I want to ask Fez if you ever seen a New Orleans-style funeral. We dance, we, we, we parade, we, we, we eat, we drink. There's lots of music. It's a party. We celebrate the life. We don't mourn. And that's normally on the way home. They'll have the funeral dirge on the way there, uh-huh. and then everyone dances on the way home. The, um, in the Jewish faith, I think you get seven days. That you sit shiva, and then I believe after seven days, you walk around the block, 
You take into the fact that the world has gone on, that life happens, and then you move back into society. You're given seven days. I don't know why we think we should know how to tell somebody else how to fucking mourn. In the same way that we always want to tell somebody else how they should be fucking, you know, married or whatever. I think a lot of this has to do with why you're unhappy, if you want to be totally honest. Uh It goes back to, oh, the president should be embarrassed because he's not fucking decent with a baseball. That fucking Corey Haim should be embarrassed because he didn't do a great job of mourning. And that these are things that always make you feel bad about yourself because you think that you're being judged the way you judge the rest of the world. That's a total shoot on that. Well, I can under- I can see that. Yeah, because I do carry around a lot of embarrassment. I get a lot of shame going in my life. That's for sure. But rather than correct it, your your point is to spread it, to have it mm-hmm. go out there like a fucking virus affecting other people. Right, so if, pro- if somebody came up to me and said, uh, oh, you're out here doing this when you just lost someone in your life 20 days ago, how dare you? It would be fucking on. It would be fucking on if somebody thought that they could judge me or how long Chris Stanley's supposed to do. Or just because Chris Stanley comes in here and judges and does his work or goes out and has drinks that he doesn't miss his mom. It would be fucking insane for anyone else to, to guess what's going on in that fucking kid. See, my point was that I thought Corey, Hay- uh, Corey Feldman just brought it on himself. Where he was so public with everything, he's going to catch the heat the other way. Chris Stanley barely talked about his mom. Where Corey Feldman was making, it was showing off new tattoos to the press. I don't know whether you noticed this, but the press didn't fucking question Chris Stanley. He might have answered. Wouldn't have minded, I guess. Page six, uh, real quickly. His mom was so blind, she was a shut in. Let's go over here to uh, Daniel. Daniel, uh, in Oklahoma, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Um, just think, if John McCain got elected, he can't even raise his arms at the throw out of first pitch. So, at least we got a half-asser. He does half-ass it in, too. He does fucking half-ass it in. He probably would have just had to go out there and hand the ball to the umpire. Uh, Kevin Houston, run a fest show. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, a lot of times, you know, when these guys that bump off their uh, wives for insurance money, that's how they fuck up because they're out partying and celebrating before they can even cash the insurance check. Yeah, and their wife so. was poisoned to death. These fucking insurance companies, if you got any fucking big insurance claim on your wife, you're being watched, motherfucker, because they know you don't need that money. You know, like, she wasn't going to be bringing in that fucking dough. I don't know. I guess she drowned or something. I don't know. I feel bad, though. So when did I get that check? 
She's definitely worth $10 million. What are you talking about? Believe me, I'm mourning over here in the fucking pool. They always join the search party just for the first couple of days. Then they realize they don't want to be walking out there in the woods. If it was $10 million, I'd, 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 I'd put myself in the pool. You'd kill yourself? For $10 million for the family? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd pool it. I'd play Captain Jack by Billy Joel and go in the pool. What's the, uh, what's the lowest that you have? The lowest amount I would kill myself for? Yeah. Five grand? No. Um, about $700,000. You got any kind of insurance? No. But I did write a will last night. And I, I, I said that if both kids become Yankee, I mean, both kids become Mets fans, that no one's going to get a dime from me. No one's going to get a dime no matter if they're the fucking best kids in the world. <laughs> all they're going to get is bills. Because she's making them into the Mets fans because she is all day with them. And so I'm not going to have three Mets fans against Dad, the Yankee fan over there. No. So if both of them, I need one. If Think of it this way. You'll be able to watch games by yourself. You get I don't a want that. Time. That's not fun with me. So if, if both of them become Mets fans, no one's getting anything. That's in the will. I wrote it last night. It's in the garage. Oh. You keep the thing in where? Under your lawnmower? No, uh, it's by the radio. I have an old-fashioned radio there, and I sit there, and I smoke, <laughs> and I listen to the radio in my garage. You listen to your Yankee games? <laughs> yeah. Where are you living now? In the past? It's very old-timey. <laughs> Ah, shit. It's really great salvation, though. I just sit there in the garage, lights off. Let me ask you, how'd man will do last night, did they say? <laughs> I am a passenger. Um, Mad Dog writes to us, uh, Fez, the Star Wars bit that you uh, read to us mm -hmm. was an April Fool's joke. I just saw it yesterday. Yeah, but it was released as an April Fool's joke. Well, I have been had then. We all have. We've all been had. Oh, uh, by the way, Dave has been smoking pot in the garage, and he's it's always been oh. fucking talking about for the last two or three days. Dave, you might come in he's here. He's just getting stoned <laughs> and fucking <laughs> listening to sports radio in his garage by himself, not even drinking. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back and talk about Davey Mac smoking weed, Ryan Fess. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is, Bill. I've been smoking this pot all day and I still can't get high on it. What kind are you smoking? Well, all marijuana's the same, isn't it? That's the mistake a lot of people make. Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. There's a man that is suing uh, the Pet, uh, PetSmart chain because he slipped in some dog crap and hurt his back inside one of their stores. Now, this is exactly like walking on a dog walk. If you walk into the PetSmart, you have to expect dog crap on the store, on, on the store floor. It's the most ingenious thing ever. It's the one store where they're allowed to have piss and shit on the floor in the aisles. At any time. You try that at Home Depot or Blockbuster, it's just not going to work. This guy is not going to get a dime. He's suing for a million dollars. There is no way he's even going to get a dime out of this. You're basically... It's like saying I slipped on dog crap at a vet's office. It's there. Guess what? 
you can sue the vet when you do that. But you got to expect that there's going to be crap around there. You can go to a hotel, go to the pool, slip in water, fall next to the pool, and sue and win. It's ridiculous. It's just a matter, and I don't even know if it's ridiculous or not, but somebody has to pay the insurance. But just how sue happy we are. We are sue happy. The PetSmart would actually be a good place for Davey Mac to go when he's drunk because you could, you could probably go into an aisle and take a piss and someone's just oh! going to blame it on a German Shepherd. I'm going to try it. Whatever happened that we're going to be friends all day today. <laughs> I, am, I think that was I'm helping him out. I'm still doing it. It's the perfect place for you to stop instead of some place where you're going to get caught and it's going to be noticed. This is good advice. Head to a PetSmart. I've only been caught once. Public, you're urinating. I'm really pretty damn good when you look at the figures. You're great at it. Thank you. Right, folks, this just got sent to us. That pet smart thing was an April Fool's joke. No, not again. Um, Rick, Virginia, you're on running Fez. Yeah, I just want to let Fez know that that guy knocked out four of his teeth also. I live where he did it at in Newport News. And he's probably going to win that lawsuit because they left the, the pile of shit sitting there. So they're supposed to clean it up. They're not just supposed to let it sit there. Well, I know they're going. I've never been to a PetSmart. Why can't you take your dog in? Because it's like a, it, as Fez said, it's a Home Depot for for pet shit. I understand, but why would you take the dog in? I think you can go in. The, well, they first of all they allow pets in there, but I think you can also take them in. They may have like a groomer on hand. Mm. I've never been in one, so I didn't know. Yeah, it's just an oversized pet store. I mean, I've been to a Home Depot, but you don't go driving a fucking bulldozer into it. You can't bring a, oh, I thought this was Home Depot. I thought I could come in here and start jackhammering. When my brother went to school in Dartmouth, you can bring dogs into almost every place. Like, you can bring dogs into the Gap. They're, they're Hanover, New Hampshire is fucking wild about dogs for some reason. Some people just like it, you know. I don't even know what the problem is. Like, if you take a dog into a restaurant, so what? <laughs> I'd love to do that, but I think they would be afraid of the dog biting somebody. But, I mean, it doesn't make it somehow, like, more disgusting. I'm eating in people's houses that own dogs. Right. I'm like, I can't eat in here. <laughs> There's a dog running around. You know, if you go to Fez's house, you're going to eat. There's a cat there. You go into a diner, there's a cat. You're going to, like, I can't eat here. Right. Bar there's nine. a cat. Bar nine. I mean, people used to complain no about the cats. Uh, when you're in... Um, and down in Key West, a fucking chicken can walk in off the street. <laughs> they have wild chickens down there. They come in while you're eating, and you can fucking feed them. I always try to give them eggs or a piece of chicken. Oh. You know, you're, you're a disgusting cannibal. Started, yeah, probably he's going to start even as some kind of disease. I don't care. That's what happened to Mad Cow, so. Yeah, one Mad Cow, and everybody made a big deal out of it. Uh, Mike, New York, you're on running Fez. Hey, what's going on, boys? Hey, yeah. Ronnie B. Uh, dude, I take my dog to PetSmart all the time. They got a vet there, a groomer. Uh, they do training classes inside the store. You can take your, if you want to buy your dog, like well, a collar. You, you know, but here's what Fez so. is saying, that you have to expect dog shit and fucking dog piss all over the floor, and then you slip in it and break your teeth. And Fez is saying... The jury will say, well, you have to expect that. Mm -hmm. They're going to expect the same amount of safety as anywhere else. I mean, you get, get fucking sued 
if in a bookstore if somebody slips on a magazine that's on the floor. Mm. Uh, Stedman, you're a Fez. Fez, I never understand you, buddy. How are you not on the victim's side here? I mean, there was shit on the floor. There were employees to clean it up, and they didn't. Yes, because there's shit on those floors constantly. You're... Yes, and that's, but you're supposed to clean it up. You go to an ice cream place, ice cream could be spelt on the fucking floor, but at some point somebody's supposed to clean it up. No one's in trouble because uh, there was shit down. It's just this fucking idiot fucking stepped in it and then just took the face bump into the fucking ground like a nut. He doesn't even know how to put his hands up. Yeah. I'm. A lot of these lawsuits are also done just to sell at court anyway. Fuck yeah. You know, I mean, I was... I could sue. I got my shirt ripped today by the Port Authority. What he ought to do there was is settle for some feed. <laughs> I'll take a bag of feed. You just need to watch your step. If you're going into a, if you were walking across someone's yard and they had a dog, you would watch your step. And then if you slip in shit in their yard and hurt yourself, you can sue them. Oh yeah, I know he can sue, but I don't think he's going to win. Well, that'll be up to the courts to decide, but there's no reason to think he won't. My fucking grandmother sued when she fell down our steps all fucked up. My dad's like, go ahead, so, sue the insurance company. What are you going to do? Um, again, here's uh, Bill, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie, the, the thing that you're supposed to do when you take your dog out in public is when it takes a shit, you're supposed to take a bag and pick it up. If you went to the dog park... You know, they, they, they get on your ass about not picking it up. Why wouldn't no. this nasty fucker, his dog shit in the store, he had to know the dog was taking a dog. Why wouldn't he have picked it up? Um, I, I agree 100%. I mean, the people in New York are actually pretty fucking good about it. I don't own a uh, dog, but I stand outside and smoke. And I watch people picking up their shit off the dog all the time. I used to do that all the time. I used um, to walk strummer. I think night. it was a Seinfeld bit. When Seinfeld said if aliens came here for, from another fucking planet, they would think that the dogs were in charge. <laughs> yeah, because we're walking behind them, picking their shit up. It's really fucking crazy. <laughs> I've seen these women all dolled up, as my mom used to like to say, on the Upper East Side, with toilet paper wiping their dog's ass. <laughs> oh, that's excessive. They'll wipe the well, uh, a dog and have like, some kind of asshole problem. Yeah. Our dog just had long hair in the ass, so sometimes a little piece of shit would get stuck in it. Um, here's, uh, David, you're on a Fez. Yeah, man, uh, what if I walk into an adult bookstore and slip on somebody's spent wad or something? What would happen there? Could I sue? Mm. I would think you could sue, but I don't think anyone's supposed to be ejaculating in the store. In the Pet Smarts, it's a fine if, uh, dogs and cats start going in the place. Yeah, but then you have to clean it up yourself or have the employees clean it up. They would not have this, the store policy is... Our floors are covered with fucking piss and shit. <laughs> it's just crazy talk. I don't know what's happened today. <laughs> I don't know what came in with the fucking... It's like a half effort. Like a half effort across the board Maybe here. it's pollen. Yeah, maybe it's fucking pollen. I don't know. I'm just saying something. Uh, you are smoking marijuana now. <laughs> yeah. I would. <laughs> when did this start? How long ago? Start on Friday. Last Friday. And how much pot have you smoked since last Friday? I smoked Friday night, Saturday night, and a little bit on Sunday night. Okay, someone has an addictive personality. <laughs> now, because you haven't smoked pot for years, right? Right, and I did, I had, not only that, but...
but I never, A, procured pot for myself mm-hmm. in a, at least a decade, and B, never smoked pot sober. I mean, I've smoked pot, you know, I'll say I'll smoke it a couple times a year, but it's always drunk. And... Now, you're smoking pot because you can't, you're not allowed to drink. This yeah, I, is... I, I, I made my own thing on, I didn't want to drink on Friday night because I, I take, took the Easter egg hunt very seriously. And I wanted to, you know, do it well in it. So you smoked some weed. I wanted to smoke weed, so I wasn't hungover at eight in the morning. Okay. And then I decided I still have some, so I'll do it on Saturday, and I'll do it on Sunday. Now I'm. So you're now going to be a marijuana guy? Um, I will say this: I never, I like I said, I hadn't smoked sober pot since probably I was 16. I really enjoyed it. Um, as Pepper pointed out, I do just sit in the garage and listen to sports talk radio. Now you get, you don't get high with anybody. No. Your wife know you're out there getting high? Um, I told her. Yeah. I, I, it just you can't hide it because uh, she, she'll smell it. Right. I'm smelling it. The, the garage is linked to our apartment, you know? So it's like it, it's a, or I should say our, our, our house. So there's just no way to avoid it. Um, and, and I'm even going to try and get, uh, m- maybe get some pot for, if I have to go to Ben Folds, maybe that's my strategy. Now, does the wife smoke weed? No, doesn't like it. Not so. You're just going to be, uh, Mr. Solo Pot Guy. Yeah, it's kind of s- strange that I'm just in the thing. I'm. I, How I, much weed do you have right now? Um, like little baggies. I have like little three little baggies. Now, are you paying for it? Or is the butcher just giving it to you? <laughs> um, no <laughs> one's giving it to me. Butcher is my friend. Yeah, my friend. Kevin Butcher in New Jersey is giving it All right, to me. Kevin Butcher. My friend, yeah, in New Kevin Jersey. Kevin Butcher. The guy in B- New Butcher Jersey. who lives yeah. in New Jersey. My friend in New Jersey uh, who works at the UPS shop is getting it for me. And, yeah. It's been a delight, though, Ronnie B. Like, You're I, enjoying it. Yeah. Um, on Sunday night, um, after the Yankees-Red Sox, I watched a little bit of The Last Waltz. Just enjoying the hell out of Dr. John that night. Sure. Sergeant Knight. <laughs> and then on Friday night, my um, wife uh, watched Twilight 2. And every time one of the people turned into a wolf, I just rolled on the floor. Just laughing your ass off? They don't care about the CGI in that movie. Now, do you ever say, Butcher, I really enjoy the weight? Kevin Butcher? Uh, from my friend in New Jersey? I told him thank you for it. Yeah. Is he going to keep you in weed like you're a chick? Yeah. I've made a deal. I to, thought he was going to go for such a night. I thought we were going to get some Dr. John. Dr. Not John. His, not his normal fucking sublime thing. Such a night. That's become no fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, it's been great. The uh, The only thing is, because I, I haven't done it in over a decade and a half, like sober, I forgot all the rituals. So, like I said, you know, I'm just sitting there listening to AM radio. Smoking <laughs> pot. It doesn't really... It kind of is odd. It doesn't really work. Yeah. So I got to maybe, I'll, I'll bring my Sirius XM outside, maybe hit a little E Street or something. You know, I'll, I'll figure it out. Why don't you out. do this? Why don't you fucking smoke a big joint, sit in front of a mirror and wonder what you're doing? <laughs> he was telling me I had to barter with a guy for a bowl because he doesn't know how to roll joints. You don't know how to roll a fucking joint? <laughs> I don't play that game, Ronnie. I don't, I, don't, I don't sit there and roll Why don't you roll sit and roll, roll between your pussy lips, you big fucking girl? <laughs> I didn't say I didn't know how. I said I don't like it. I'd rather put it in the bowl and just smoke it. Brian, Brian, Cherry Hill, you're on Ronda Fez. Yeah. Hey, Eastside, I got to congratulate you, man. I was a raging drunk, and the only way I got off of it was smoking a little weed now. And then yeah. uh, you'll enjoy life more, buddy. That's yeah, what I'm do. it's really important to transfer addictions. It's the best thing you can possibly do. 
That's the way I feel. You know, I'm just going to start smoking up. I don't do it. Somebody else will. If I don't do it, somebody else will. Look how he doesn't do even grab the life. Somebody else will. That's Waltz. If I don't do it, you know, somebody else will. What is it like, Ben Hicks? Such a night. You know, uh, his coat was so sparkly when I was on uh, with I Earl. Lying. I went to the, I guess it was the 25th fucking anniversary thing party that they had for this. Yeah. Scorsese was there. Robbie was there. Uh, and it was, uh, what's this place right over around here? It's like an old ballroom. Oh, the Russian tea room? No. no. It's like a ballroom. Oh. Uh, right off Broadway. Um, and uh, Dr. John came out and played a couple of songs that did this. And we're all just fucking dancing around, yeah. just feeling on top of this the world. It's great, man. And then I'm like, at least, unlike fucking Hicks, he's doing the live version. <laughs> His... Hicks refuses to bring him back alive. <laughs> they, uh, they've Bosom Buddies, the TV show, is being honored by TV Land at the TV Land Awards. Well, that is quite the honor. We've bought the reruns and we're honoring them. <laughs> For the 30th anniversary of Bosom Buddies. And Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari are both going to be in attendance. Now, I don't understand why this show is being honored. It ran for two seasons. It doesn't seem like the kind of thing that, all right, this is landmark. Well, they bought both the seasons. And then Tom Hanks went on to become a gigantic star. It's like people remember The Rifleman or uh, won it uh, with Steve McQueen because those people went on to become a bigger star. Yeah, that's smart. Why is he playing this? I don't know what he's doing. The theme to Bosom Buddies was My Life by Billy Joel. What what what's um what do you think is Bon Jovi? What is happening? You smoke a weed too? Sadly I'm sober. I got the bunch I got Bon Jovi and Billy Joel fucking mixed up. Oh he played Look. My Life by Bon Jovi. It's <laughs> my The song can't be younger than the show. Ugh. It wasn't even the Billy Joel version either. They got like no. some guy to cover it, yeah. which I didn't even uh -huh. understand. Well, I guess they couldn't afford Billy Joel to do his own song. But you're still paying for the song rights, right? Now, why didn't they they bring him back Dan Aykroyd's wife? Oh. I, th I, think she, I think Donna Dixon is going to be there. Oh, I didn't hear her in the thing that you announced. And Thelma Hopkins. I wonder if they'll dress up like girls coming out on stage. Thelma Hopkins was part of Dawn. That was a fat girl? No. Fat girl was just some Jewish girl from Jersey, I think. I would imagine that they show up in drag. If Tom Hanks is going to go ahead and do the TV Land Awards, I think he'll probably also come out as Buffy and Hildegard with Peter Scolari. Well, the place will go crazy. Sort of a Three's Company ripoff, wasn't it? I mean, when you think about it. Sure. Wasn't a lot of great TV in those days. But it did launch his career. I was a huge fan of it as a child. I remember that. But then I remember like seeing it years later and being like, what the hell? <laughs> this is the worst. And for years, I, was, I would always think of Tom Hanks as, that's my favorite guy from Bosom Buddies. I would always think of him as, that's my second favorite guy from Bosom Buddies. <laughs> I was always more of a Scolari man. Okay. Then he went on to do Newhart. Tom Hanks' name was Kip, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Damn it. Kip Winger. I do remember yeah. that Play show. Play some Winger, because his <laughs> name was Kip. <laughs> Some shows Peter Scalari, I would have thought, would have had just as big a career. Well, a lot of that has to do with luck. Eh, he wasn't as 
cute as Tom Hanks. I mean, you know, I mean, one guy gets the fucking break. What if uh, Peter Scolari would have gotten Splash? You know, he wasn't the Who funny knows? one though on the show. You know, Tom yeah, Hanks but was. I, I get it, but it doesn't always. You know, it doesn't always. No one ever says it's fair. Sometimes one guy catches a wave. Right. Sometimes the other guy catches a wave, but he's got a fucking anchor tied to his ass. <laughs> Who knows? Bad luck can happen in this world. I wish there was more seasons of that show, like Sports Night, the Aaron Sorkin show was great. Only two seasons as well. Well, it doesn't mean something isn't, wasn't fucking good, because it didn't last long. Yeah. And look, at, look how long Jim Belushi's show fucking lasted. I couldn't tell you Jack Dick about that. <laughs> well, that was one of those shows that, even though it was on for two seasons, it looked completely different by the time it was done. Like, they... They were. They revealed themselves to everybody that they're. This is what happens. This is what happens when things aren't going your way. You're forced to make major changes. Uh huh. Start to add characters. Like they changed. They they started their own business instead of being at the ad agency. That's stupid. The El, the Ellen sitcom was like that, where it looked completely different by the time it was done. She had all new best friends. And instead of, like, hanging out at her apartment, they were all at her bookstore. Never saw it. Never that's, watched Ellen. That's what they were trying to do by revamping it. Trying to get you to come over and give it another try. But Mr. Wrong was on the other day, the movie she made with Bill Pullman. Well, there's sexual tension in that film, huh? <laughs> Maybe the worst film of all time. With her faking that she wants to sleep with him. <laughs> It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. So you still have weed at home, Dave? Yes, I have just a little bit left. Can Butcher give you any more? My friend Kevin Butcher in uh, New Jersey um, will get me some more. Are you paying him or is he giving it to you? He's giving me a great like price. I'm not even spending like uh, um, over $20. Yeah. He might. He may have given me some today. You know, I'm not going to say. Let me say. My friend from Let New Jersey. Smell. Let me just smell your weed. Bring it in. My friend from New Jersey. Um, I met up with him because he works on Wall Street. Butcher. Kevin Butcher. Uh, I don't know why you're dropping the R so much. <laughs> oh, good. You keep it in your backpack. I feel like it's safe in there. You ever do this bit? I gotta go see my butcher. <laughs> Make sure your butcher doesn't keep his thumb on the scale. There you go. Wow. Is this a tiny amount of pot? No, that's just one. I have three of those. Now, why would you keep it in your backpack when they have those signs up in all the bus and subway stations saying bags are subject to search? This is not enough to bust anyone for. It's a fucking bud. I'm not going to put it on my person. Um... So my friend from New Jersey really did a great job. My friend who w- works on Wall Street has no affiliation wow, with nice. this corporation. It's a nice fucking smell. It is, isn't it? That's some heavy stuff there. I'm gonna fucking go out. I'm gonna meet you in the garage. <laughs> so I was just sitting there listening, and I was like, Jesus Christ, Francesa is talking slower than I've ever heard. <laughs> and the dead air was just echoing. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how your wife puts up with you at all. And then you go and add this. I was demanding that she play air hockey against me because it was in the garage. I was like, What do you say, baby? I'm high in. Now's your chance. I'm high in. 
Yeah, I'm high in. That's what I call it. Uh, Bob in New Jersey, you're on my fez. Hello. Is this Mr. Hello? Ed? Yeah. Yeah, this is Bob. I'm a state trooper in New Jersey. Uh, you said Kevin Butcher. How do you spell the last name? What's the correct spelling like, of it? Like the uh, guy, the butcher. Like butcher. Butcher. Er. Butcher. Uh, what town is he from? I'm not going to reveal that. You're, Livingston. You're a narc. He might be I'm, from I'm, Livingston. He might not be. And you said you're still in possession of this marijuana. Nope. I just got rid of it. Just flushed it down the toilet. I fucking uh, Henry Hill this shit. Is Henry Hill snorted it all. Is, is it the sticky icky or the purple purple? I don't know what. What are those Muppets? I I have pot. I don't know what. Call the fuck Butch's you're beeper. <laughs> He's carrying a beeper. He's your man, Kurt Houston. You're on Fez. Hey, just curious what the serious XM uh, laws are for having drugs or controlled substances in the workplace. I don't well, have any. They actually say party on, dude. Um, it's kind of dated now, but at the time it seemed really, really cool. Um, you know what I did like about that thing, Pineapple Express, was the opening fucking premise that they, that you're, sometimes your dealer wants to be friends with you and you just want to get fucking dope and leave. That's funny. And they're like, why don't you stay for a while? And you're like, because, you know, I'm always worried this place is going to be busted. <laughs> and the longer I stay here, the better my chances are. <laughs> That's funny. I, I haven't seen that movie yet, but now that I'm on the pot, maybe, you know. <laughs> maybe you and Butcher can one day. Kevin Butcher? A, my friend why don't you do this Jersey. for your personal day? What do you got planned for your personal day? I don't have anything planned. I didn't even know that there was a personal day coming up. Yeah. Um, you know, Fez I would have to go check the lumps under his armpits. Did you get any from putting mayonnaise there? Do you have any lumps? Because no. it would ma it would actually make me feel better if you had lumps. No, I, I'll tell you what happened. My uh, I definitely developed. You want to see a rash no, I don't want to, from I don't putting like... the shit on the crotch? I developed a rash. You want to see it? No, <laughs> oh, I told you twice. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with your crotch. I'd um, plan a picnic for my wife, but she's already on, um, on one with a guy today. What? Yeah, you heard me. This is why I'm on the pot. And squeeze me, baking powder. <laughs> Who's she on a picnic with? One of her friends from the past uh -huh. also has a child, and so she said, well, "I'm going to make a play date." And I said, "Is that for Juliana or you, mother?" Good, Good one. Because I'm really seething about this. Because I I heard that they were just going to go for a park, and then all of a sudden it's a lunch, and now all of a sudden I say, "So where's the lunch?" And she texts me back, oh, it's a picnic, I think. And I'm like, a picnic, to me... Who's the person? Write it down. one step away. I don't even... Um, his name is Jeff. I'll tell Did, it to you, because I've never met the guy. You've never met the guy. She knows how jealous you get. She knows you're crazy yeah. and you're ready to fight Hicks. Yes, I know. For texting her. Yep. And I was very then upset. Then why, why aren't you going to Earl's fucking party? <laughs> It's going to be an open bar. I want to go. Go but to the this party. Goddamn Ben Fultz. I should have never agreed to this in September. But I don't know. Wait, a picnic and movies and TV, that's probably about as romantic of a kind of meal you can get. She didn't say anything about movies or TV I yet. had no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I heard that too. <laughs> Who would make TV as part of a date? What do you see over there? <laughs> Nor are they on. One movies and TV. When set, when a couple's on a picnic, it's very romantic. Oh, on movies and TV. Yeah. Oh, we thought you meant yeah. TV and movies where. I thought that was part of the day. Yeah. Like they're gonna right, go watch. So TV let's go and back to the. Uh... I'm fucking furious. What? Can I get uh, an idea for you? 
Yeah. She takes Jen, uh, Jeff, to Ben Foltz. Um, I could try that. I think and the guy's only this? in town for two days. On your personal day, why don't you just act like you're coming into work? Have yourself grab Butcher, grab Kevin Fuck Butcher, it. my friend in New Jersey, or Butcher, my nickname for him, and then Hicks, and then you guys get high in the city and fucking drink. Have a good day. Have a real day for yourself. I'll think first, about it. First Bueller, this motherfucker. I might even cancel special delivery on Saturday because I'm just gonna I'm gonna get high in all day. Yeah, Dave called me up on Saturday just yelling, I'm high and dog. It was like, one in the, the morning fuck? when I got home. I, I, I drove about 90 miles an hour from here to get home at one and smoke. Kevin in Florida, you're in Fez. Yeah, Dave, man, that's fucked up, dude. That's your wife, man. I hate it when women try and pull this shit. It's just a friend. Yeah, All I you know. women out there got to know, if we're friends with you, it's because we're trying to fuck you. I don't like it either, but the uh, the premise was... Well, it's a play date for the children because he has a son, she has a daughter. I'm like, this is now basically a fucking double date. It is. I'm not into this at all. So I had a major problem with it today, but, this morning. But that, I know that's it was when you found out about it. No, I, I found out about it last night. But I, I was told they were going to be in the park where the kids were going to play each other. And then the, I didn't hear about picnic. I didn't hear about the picnic. Um. Let's go to Jason Houston. You're on my face. Yeah, Dave, man. That's disrespect, dude. You had a major problem this morning, and guess what? She's still there. She was like, fuck your major problem. Would she, would she let you go on a picnic with some with some chick she never met before? Hell no. Maybe I'll do it. Well, you know that, dude. Come on. Pepper, what's your girlfriend's phone number? I'm going to schedule a picnic for with her on Thursday. Fuck fucking is. Why don't you take her fishing? She's got enough hooks in her face. <laughs> One piercing. One piercing my ass. Can we, one. can we at least be shocked by it? Can it be alarming to us? Wasn't that the point? <laughs> Dave, he here's was. what I don't understand. She knows that you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Why would she go add into the craziness? I don't know if she's doing it on purpose or not. You know, but it's just I get things are rattling around. Frank in Alabama, you're on the fence. Hey, Dave, I, I think the important question here is not does he have a son, but does he have a wife? Alright, do you have a wife? Is what does Jeff have a wife? No, Jeff doesn't have a wife. Right. What's he do for a living? Do you know? Um, he had he. I know he earned six figures doing some kind of business work. That's why he's up here. He's on a business trip, and he You're decided fucked, to bring dude. it. You're fucked. I'll get my bowl out then. If I'm fucked, I might as well go out in style. Here's Michael. Michael in Connecticut. You're on Fez. Yeah, I just want to let Dave know uh, they're probably eating strawberries and sipping champagne right now out in Central Park, having a great time. Yeah, we'll see about that, pal. We'll Good see. One. Good one. Hicks, would you be able to put up with this? It's kind of weird that, it, he, that he never met the guy before, but I think I could deal with it better than Dave can, definitely. Well, you don't mind if your chick fucks around. You said you're very cool with it, and you like her to tell you about it later. Oh, uh, no, I never went that far and said that, no. That would be god-awful. Pepper, what I don't want to do, I don't want to make the same mistakes you've made, because you're going to lose that girl. You're going to lose that girl. You're going to lose. Steve, Texas, you're running Fez. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Dave, are you sure this guy's not a chef? I don't know what you're talking about. If you're referring to my ex no. and her, yeah, okay. That's those are the past, bro. 
I'm may, maybe I'm high in that I'm going to start using bro and dude more, but that's going to enter the Dave Man's vocabulary starting today. I'd be worried that they get so wrapped up in catching up with each other that nobody's watching the kids. So what? No, my mom's wa- uh No, my parents are out. Where the fuck is Stan now that I think about oh. it? Oh, Jesus. He had a doctor's appointment today. Brian in Ohio. Hey, Dave, you ever seen that Kate Winslet movie, Little Children? I'm just saying. That was a picnic. I mean, and a creepy guy at a pool, but whatever. Never seen it. Oh, God, don't watch it, Dave. You'll fucking freak out. I don't even like that shit. I like Grey Expectations. Is that similar? Fucking De Niro? Well, it's nothing like it. Uh, Don and Mass, you're on Run Fez. Yeah, Dave, I think I know what he's bringing to the picnic for her. A nice fucking tube steak sandwich. Oh, Jesus Christ, he better not be. Was he alluding to a cock by that? Yeah. Or was that actual food? Because I, I did know. say it's a picnic. It's cock. Okay, well, no, tube then he better not. Boogie. He's doing a tube steak boogie like ZZ Top. <laughs> he better not bring that cock over. I'll fucking knock that cock right off. I might. That fucking smells so good, I might have a little discussion with uh, Butcher myself. <laughs> My friend Kevin Butcher, you want me to give him to you? Who's Kevin Butcher? He works for ONA? <laughs> no, I don't know why you're making this mistake. It's my friend. Maybe he has a similar name to someone from the Open Empty staff. You guys use code? Do you say stuff like, hey, want to make sure I have some salad for lunch today? I have, a code, I, I have a code name for it. What is I it? Go, Can you get me some weed? It's 420, y'all. <laughs> this is going to be the first time that I've actually done 420, by the way. I can't wait. 12 days. Why don't you do it on fucking Go to Fred's podcast and Jesus fucking get high every 20 minutes? I know. Cra- you got to get high with Crazed. Yeah, that would be good. We'll go to Hard Rock again. Look at some pants. Uh, let's go over to uh, James in Texas. Hey, uh, Ronnie B. Uh, Dave doesn't have anything to worry about. This guy can't possibly eat shit like him. 2008, dude. That's how Get long over it's been. It. That's how long it's been since there's been any shit. See, that new dude thing, is that's working out for me. Since I've been smoking pot, I, I need more, you know, those type of phrases. Remember when all the FBA girls were sending me naked pictures not to fire you? Yeah. And I'd be like, I'm going to fire Dave. Yes. Unless I get a lot of pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good, that was a good premise. <laughs> Stupid. I, that's, why, that's what made me uh, fall for my wife. I saw her pictures. I was like, yeah. man, let me, let me start fucking and sucking my dick here. What? And jerked off to the those photos is what you, I'm saying. You wanted to fucking suck your own dick? I wonder what she's doing now. I don't want to think about That's it. That's fucking really cool that you're that comfortable with that. I'm far from comfortable. Haven't you ever been listening? <laughs> no. No. No, I'm, I, I can't. I've been very distracted because of all this shit. Hello, Mata. Hello, Butcher. Hey. I don't know what you're talking about. My friend Kevin... Stop giving out his name. Stop giving out Kevin's name. <laughs> he can't be comfortable. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Greg in Idaho. You're on my face. Hey, uh, Dave. Yeah, what's up, I want to know, know if I can uh, take your wife out for a nice picnic, man. I'll treat her right for you. All right, stop it. I'll treat you right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Blow? <laughs> I don't know. You get him high it's first? nice of you. <laughs> Jim, Westchester, Bestchester, you're on Fez. Hey, Dave, I was just wondering if your wife and Jeff are enjoying nap time right now. 
Dave, why do you bring these things up when you know the What's fucking callers don't help you? The callers don't help you. There's a new term out. It's called texting, and it is when you're texting uh, cheating messages to whoever it is you're fooling around with on your husband or wife. I thought it was more like PayPal. I'll just send you a text. <laughs> I, texting, not a very sexy name for something that involves sex, really. It shouldn't be chexting either. It should be like cheeksting, cheating well, texting. See, here's the thing. I don't think it's going to be called that by the people doing it. Maybe the person being chexted on would bitch about it. Yeah. But Dave would never be like, I'm going to send her a text. Right. What is that that you got up there, Dave? Oh, no, just in case we're talking about I got high to win the egg hunt contest, and I did get the golden egg. All right, let's take a listen here. And my mom, uh, Beanie's doing the video. She was the filmographer that day. Okay. He got the golden egg. David. David, come here. How did you find the golden egg? How did, what was your, how did you do it? Well, I went to the baskets with the plastic eggs that was involved in the children's egg hunt. Yes. I dumped out the baskets. Yes. And there it was. Oh, my gosh. Hold it up for all to see. She's as nuts as you. <laughs> Hold it up for all to see. Now, is that Beanie's MySpace? Is she English? Um, no, it was my wife's. Oh. That's my dad giving me the money. I could, I got five dollars for the golden right, egg. Let's take a listen. Winner, yes. Once again, although fifth, come on. In the regular hunt, <laughs> he's the number one in everybody's got, hearts. Got the, got the. Uh, you gotta golden say it egg. first. You gotta say it first. Then you give the guy the gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Okay. All right. Come on now. That's right. Like another brothers are paying attention to this shit. Dave McDonald. Thank you. I told you I was going to do this. <laughs> okay. Thank you. You scared right. her. Hey, hey, David. People run that's away. A, that's a nice wallet. Thank you. Oh, really? It's a wallet? Oh, and there's flowers and stuff. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Well, they gave me a I gift card. Do you know what those flowers represent? No. Easter? I think you want to look at the flowers. I oh! think you want to take it out and look a little closer. Oh, it's a Target gift card. Yeah. I told you I was going to win. <laughs> Okay. How much is the Target gift card for? All right, very good. $20. 2010, dollars So I got that yeah. going for me. You make me really admire, and I have such admiration. It actually borders on jealousy right now for Pepper being a, a, an orphan. <laughs> Why do you say that? It just looks like a better way to live. Yeah, I just drank all day on Easter. Whatever. I, you didn't get a Target gift card for $20. Did Radio you? Shark wants to help you out a little bit, uh, Dave. Go ahead, Radio Shark. Dave, I hope you're not being Springsteened. That'd be terrible. You know how Springsteen told, told that other guy's oh. fucking wife? I thought he was going to play music. I was. That's what I was waiting for. It would have been great. <laughs> one time to bring in his audio. One time. He gets one time only. She better not Springsteen. We're not going to call it Springsteen, by the way. We're not going to start calling adultery Springsteen. Let's just do this, Dave. Fuck you know me. how you have all these problems, right? And every day yours is tough thinking about the problems. Yeah, a lot of problems. If she falls for Jeff, Jeff takes her and the kids, you're out from underneath it. So then it's a do-over for Davey Mac. I guess so. I, I, I like my kids, though, quite a bit. And my wife. I'll, I'll throw that in there. Scale 1 to 10, though. 
How much of a relief would that be to be able to climb out from underneath this bear? Oh, um, the relief would be a 9.7. Right. So 0.3 of you would miss the family. Yeah, but the kids are, are very, you know. Um, Not like you're not going to see them on certain holidays. I'm sure they'll be going to see your parents. Oh. You can swing by and see them there, too. That's very true. Yeah, my daughter loves um, Beanie. And compete against them in the egg hunt. Juliana finished first, by the way. How come? She's competing against kids who couldn't walk. Nice. With this texting that I brought up, they... (laughs) We're back to texting. I got a better idea for the name for this. What's that? Texting. (laughs) They were wondering about the legal ramifications. Could somebody's cell phone be used against them if they were sending out texts to someone they were cheating with? Or is that violating, you know, any sort of Fifth Amendment right? What? I I don't understand the... Like if, if they were being taken to court for divorce. Yeah, nothing happens there. There's, there's no such thing as whose fault it is. No. You just go to fucking there. You get the, you get divorced and you fucking split up money. No one cares who cheated yeah. on who. It's not illegal. It's not an illegal thing to cheat on right. anyone. It just means that you two don't want. Dave could do everything right, and his wife could say, "I want a divorce." She better not. But I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're right. The whole fucking thing is you, you don't do something wrong and then get divorced. Right. Uh, all right. We're going to take a break here. Uh, when we get back, uh, Chris Stanley hasn't had the opportunity to say something he's needed to say all day. Yeah, now they're casting for the Asian uh, Jersey Shore. I got, the pers- I got the perfect person. Jin. We'll be right back. It's around the show. It's the Ron and Fez Show, XM202, Sirius 197. To get in contact with the Ron and Fez Show, call 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ or email them at ronandfez at AOL.com. Or you can try their AIM, username Ron and Fez. Or check out their MySpace at myspace.com slash Show. It's Ron and Fez, XM202, Sirius 197. Sirius 197, XM202. The virus. Connect with Ron and Fez. 866-RON-0-FEZ. 866-766-0339. You give them this technique of transcendental meditation. It's a mental technique, an ancient form of meditation that literally and truly opens the door to the deepest level of life. Unbounded, infinite, eternal, pure consciousness. Modern science's unified field. In Vedic language, it's called Atma, means the self. Know thyself.
the Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I uh, see on the 202 Friends that uh, people are getting the prizes that they won last week. And I saw this. This is, this is a very nice thing to read online. Basement Show is going out for shopping for a display case for his prize. I like the thing that we give people uh, things and they put them in a display case and then they stay forever. Uh, Davey Mack, you and I were talking about people who put together great soundtracks. And remember we've done it before with Quentin Tarantino who puts a huge amount of thought into his soundtracks. But um, another name came up here online and this is, I think, Spinner.com and this is for the work Wes Anderson has put in. And Wes Anderson has a very short window of time that he actually likes. It's a very kind of an odd kind of mid-60s into the 70s and a few outside of that, but you know where the, the bullet of it is coming from. Best song ever in a uh, Wes Anderson soundtrack. I'm going to go to you first, Davey Mack. Uh, what song for you? I love the end of Bile Rocket when they're chasing um, Owen Wilson, or mm-hmm. yeah, Owen Wilson, and they play uh, 2000 Man. By oh, the Stones. Yeah, which the Stones are always embarrassed of that fucking album, but this is a great song. Isn't it great? It's a really great song, and I don't know if the Stones have ever performed this in many, many years. You gotta have a mic on. Go ahead. Oh, is the mic broken? No, it's on. Um, uh, Satanic Majesty's Request was such like a weird album. Yeah. For them, that I think they don't even play like anything from that album, but they had good songs. Uh, here's Dana in uh, Denver talking about great songs from a Wes Anderson soundtrack. What do you got for us? Without a doubt, the best one has got to be Elliot Smith's Coming Up Roses during the suicide scene in Royal Tenenbaum. Royal Tenenbaum's had such an excellent, excellent soundtrack all the way around on it. And the the scene that you saw there was just so heartbreaking. And then this came up.
Live through that scene. I was always like a little bummed by that. I always thought that was the would have been the perfect death scene. Mm. Deep cuts. Uh, Tony in Atlanta, you're on running Fez. Hey, buddies. Gotta be uh, end of life aquatic, walking out with uh, little boy to queen bitch from David Bowie. Oh, that's actually a really cool scene, although all the Bowie used in there was cool. And then they were in that strange fucking. through the Wes Anderson soundtracks here and nothing like it, Dave, nothing, uh, that, I mean, if you hear most of these songs, you're thinking Wes Anderson yeah. right away. Uh, let, let's go over to, uh, Dan line one, Dan in Boston. You're on run a Fez. Hey, what's going on guys? Yeah. Uh, the best one is in bottle rocket when Luke Wilson is running back to Inez and, uh, they're playing, uh, that love song alone again, or, there, there's a couple of love songs, and it was such a great, great band. Are you having trouble with your stuff? Because we're not picking it up. We can't hear it. says you. it's playing. Well, can you hear it, Dave? No. Delight seems like it's... Delight's shitting the bed again. Just have, Maybe you can find that on the on the YouTube. Yeah. Uh, you can go either that one that he brought up or uh, I know 7 and 7. By Love was also in there. Love was such this really short-lived fucking psychedelic. Yeah, listen to this one first. It's not staying up, Hicks. Yeah, run it through the, through the YouTube. Unbelievable. Oh, I'm 
Yeah. I guess we just can't even play music here today. It's fucking too impossible. The computers are going nuts. <clears throat> we got well, the other one, though. No, no, let's just fuck it, because it's just going to keep going out, right? <clears throat> Is it just going to keep going down on us? We'll try this other love song. Okay. That's Search and Destroy. It's yes. not love at all. Doesn't, don't know what you're fucking doing. <laughs> um, they're saying that Jesse James left rehab, sexual addiction rehab, early. <clears throat> Because he was, because uh, Sandra Bullock wasn't taking his phone calls, and it makes sense to me. It's like Jesse James is not going to go through this act if he doesn't think that uh, his wife is going to come back to him. He's just not going to put up with the charade of acting like he's going through sexual rehab. Seems like he obviously didn't believe he had an addiction to it anyway. Yeah, I don't think she believed him either. So this is one of the quickest rehabs. I think this was probably less than a week that well, he was I, in there. I've seen quicker rehabs. I've seen people uh, last shorter. Whereas Tiger Woods, I think, was probably about 90 days. And, of course, they said a moving van was outside uh, their house. So one of, one Tigers of the, and Jesse's? Uh, no, outside Jesse James and Sandra Bullock's home. So I guess one is moving away. She's not coming back. He's insane. She ought to hook up with George Lopez. I don't know if he's married or not. He is. The woman gave him a fucking kidney. Oh. All right. If he left, I would want that back if I were her. So it's just, uh, it's just showing that he's uh, not believing... In sexual addiction at all. Yeah, you said that. I don't think he does. I don't think she believes that he had it either. I think he was just fucking some tattoo chicks. All right, emails. We get emails. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically... It's the Ron and Fez show, and emails, we do get emails. It says, ah, here's one, Ron and Fez. I think it sucks that Earl is on Twitter bragging that he is tweeting from his new iPad when he hasn't paid Fezzy back any of the money he borrowed. Someone needs to tell Earl this is not the American way for people other than Citibank, Bank of America, and their likes. Pretty shitty, if you ask me. Um... Some of the money that Fez is owed from Earl is going into the big party. The big Earl coming out party this weekend. So I didn't know it was going towards the party, and I definitely didn't know he had gotten himself an iPad. Think of it more as an investment. That investment and that iPad does mean Earl's going to have more books, <laughs> more success, which means more big parties. Yeah. And let me just tell you this. Walk softly around Earl right now. He's dropping friends. He's already said that. He is dropping friends. He's got to be Mr. Popular. I've never heard Earl in my life said I'm dropping friends. He's dropping friends, and then also he's dropping a bunch of his followers. 
on fucking twi- on Twitter. So you better be a good follower. All right. Or I'll want to know no part of you. Uh, here's the next uh, email. Uh, just wanted to let you know that I went to the city with my girlfriend this weekend. And basically we had a Ron and Fez recommendation weekend. We hit up Telepam for brunch on Sunday. Fantastic. Incidentally, we saw the musical Fella recommended by, uh, of course, Pepper Hicks. We couldn't get reservations for Little Al, but we went to the burger joint at La Parca Meridian. Not a Ron and Fez recommendation, but recommended recommended by others, including on Ron, some of RonFez.net. Pretty good burgers. Uh, and this comes from Jordan. Well, Jordan, I want you to know something. The first person ever to say the name on the air about the about burger joint was Ronnie B. Ronnie B's recommendation has always been Burger Joint, and I was on it before the fucking post. I was on it back work when we worked in NEW. So, Jordan, you've ruined something. Um, another thing came up about how did uh, your fella, your big Broadway show, how did you sit there? The person said the seats were so fucking small. They were pretty tiny, but I've been there okay. But, yeah, those bro- i never been to a Broadway show before. Are they all that small? Broadway show seats are designed for people in the 1930s. So they, they had no idea just how gigantic human beings would get in this <laughs> and, decade. And twinks, apparently. Um, yeah. Uh, this is something about Fez Watley being incorrect when he claims that the doctor defense is that, that Michael Jackson stabbed himself in the arm and you said he couldn't do it because why? Uh, that he would never put put a needle in his own arm. He'd be too scared to do it, too the, afraid of pain. The doctor says that Michael Jackson was hooked up to the IV drip so he wouldn't have to stick himself, just push the plunger, and that's what he did when he went in the other room. I went, Googled the story to see who was correct here. The, this is the defense, what the, uh, what the letter is. He goes in to take a two-minute shit, and he claims... Uh, Michael Jackson fucked with his IV. Again, I understand insomnia. I get bouts of it myself, but the body will give out and you will start sleeping. You go through a rough period and then finally you fucking pass out because the body can't go on. You don't need to sit there with a fucking IV drip. Hmm. That's a fucking rich man's problem. (laughs) You'll never hear about a poor person who gets an IV drip because they can't fucking get to sleep at night. This is, this is a guy who wants to sit there fucking high as a kite. So it's all bullshit from the beginning. Um, let's go over here. This one says, hey, buddies, I am a rowing coach for a high school team in Long Island. And another coach and myself are having a discussion that left us with a... Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. What would you rather be? A, a coach that always wins but is soon forgotten. B, a coach who is always recognized but never achieves victory. What are your thoughts, Mr. B? Chris M. I'm going to let you um, do this one first, Dave, because I know you've always dreamt of being uh, a coach. I take the latter, actually. The uh, the guy who has achieved but not gotten that big win is what um, the person is talking about. I do think there's something kind of cool about that. And at the same time, I wouldn't want to be Chuck Knoll 
Who the fuck? No one. Chuck Noll could walk in here right now. Well, you would. We would understand, but most people serious would know who Chuck Noll is. He's totally it, forgotten. You no. Know, here's the funny thing: is even though we would say, "Hey, that's Chuck Noll," we wouldn't be all excited, right? That it's Chuck Noll. Yeah. He doesn't carry the heat of like, it's, let's say, a Don Shula. Right. We'd all be like, "Fuck!" I yeah. met Don Shula today, even though. Neither one of those guys has been our team, our franchise through over the year. One is recognized for greatness and the other is not. But, you know, he's coming up with a thing. He's a rowing coach. Mm-hmm. So let's face something. In rowing, how, you know, the wins, it's one thing to get. But you are more helping young people design their life. If you're coaching in high school and college, the wins are only part of this. Right. If you're a professional coach... I think wins are the only thing that matter. Yeah. Now, if you're a high school and college coach, having a guy come back to you, you know, I went on to be in the Congress, all thanks to the lessons I learned. That's kind of what you're looking for. Yeah, that's that's that is college sports. And Joe Paterno, you know, Joe that's... Paterno is an example of that. Yeah. But even more importantly than even college, the high school things where you're helping kids get into college, yeah. you're actually doing a lot of things that change lives far and away from winning and losing. So I think that's the kind of coach you want to be remembered Absolutely. as. Absolutely. You know, you want to have that uh, Mr. Holland's Opus thing at the end of your <laughs> life where the governor comes back and yeah. all the people are fucking saying how you changed their I, life. I still remember very vividly all my favorite coaches. And I'm talking guys who coached me like in seventh grade in basketball. You know, my coach Woody, I, I remember all these guys. Right. The, the great ones, I mean, the ones who I loved. Well, I'm even like that, even going back to Little League coaches. And then when Little I coached, was perfect. When I coached Little League, I always kept that in my mind that these kids are buying into yeah. some kind of fantasy. So yep. I'm going to give them, you know, those, you know, all right, we drop one. But look at you guys. You guys are all together in your team. My Little League coach was the coolest. He was uh, a blind guy. He lost his vision. You'd have to be to let you start. <laughs> but he wasn't like retarded or anything like that, you know. Uh, most blind people aren't retarded. Some are geniuses. <laughs> right, okay. But he spoke very eloquently for a blind person, I thought, and was just really, really great. And his sons all played college baseball, so it was just a freak thing that he just didn't have vision. Would he be just like, listen for the ball? Yeah, listen. and he would sometimes hit flies out to center just to show, like, this is how much of a man blind I am. Blind people can do anything <laughs> except see. <laughs> All right, um, let's go here. Uh, dear Rana Fez, not sure if this qualifies as a moral conundrum, figure that is uh, uh, hypothetical. You've been married for two years, no children. When you died, only be resurrected five years later due to some future experiment medicine. You ask around, you find out that your wife has remarried, has a child, and from what you hear, is happy with her life. Do you, A, try to get her back, knowing whomever she chooses also suffers by either ripping apart her new family or having to remourn losing you? Or would you, B, leave her to find her new life and make, be happy that she's happy, even if it's another man who's making her happy? Well, we don't even have to do this. We have... The Tom Hanks movie, which was simply called Wilson, the soccer ball, I Thought You Loved Me. Uh, What was the name of that movie? Castaway. Castaway. So in Castaway, he goes away. Uh, He's Castaway. They think he's a dead man. He's living on an island 
that is really just a wine bottle turned upside down, a cork being the only thing that keeps him from safety. Really? I'm going to let you... I'm going to let everybody think about this. We're going to go to a very quick break here. When we come back, if you were Tom Hanks in Castaway, would you want your woman back? Ryan Fesh Show. Um, did you also shave your V for vagina? Um, pass. It's the Ron Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, we basically got talking here because a moral conundrum more or less set it up. It was on the Castaways debate. Chris Stanley, if you're in the same situation as Tom Hanks from Castaway, you come back. Your little girlfriend has found somebody new, started a family with her. Did you say, no, time to come back to me or let her have her life? No, I fucking try to get her back because be, I'd be fucking pissed. And she thought I was dead and I was still alive. And uh, she goes down and fucking shacks up with some other dude and fucking creates a family. Fuck that. I would try to break them up. I would definitely try to get her back. So you are uh, playing the part of a Davy Mac almost. Yeah, kind of, yeah. But I fucking, I, I, want her, I would want her back. I love her. You Even if she lo- did fucking find goddamn happiness with some other douchebag, she, she was happy with me, too, at some points. Was she, or was she stuck with a drunk guy who really was kind of angry and surly with her half the time? Let's pull it over to Davy Mac, and let's see if he goes the same way. Uh, by the way, folks, you can get in on this, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's, uh, oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. Moral conundrum. What would you do if you were in the Tom Hanks from Castaway point of view? Uh, She's happy. She thought you were dead. She comes back. Boom. Dave, do you want her back? No, but I'm not running away either. Um, she's been tainted, and I'm furious, but I would I would not want her back. I would be so angry that I would probably move in across the street or next door and, like, ruin their lives. I would play music loudly. I would, I would start commotions. I would do everything I could to have their lives be miserable. All right, so uh, let's go to this. You're both starring now in Castaway. This is a totally different a- ending. You get back. She's happy. She's with another person. She obviously mourned your loss. She thought you dead. Not long enough. She went on for uh, to start a new life. Yeah. Chris Stanley is anger, angry, and you want her back. Now, when you get her back, Chris, are you going to hold a grudge? I don't. If she if she comes if she comes back to me, no, I won't. I mean, I probably wouldn't want to take care. Of, you wouldn't bring it up. 
Oh, actually, actually, yeah, I probably would bring it up every now so and then. So you wouldn't be like, um, let's see, two years ago, I was, um, I, God, I was eating poisonous blowfish. <laughs> oh, that was the same year you were blowing that fucking guy and having a baby with him. So you would bring that back up like mad at her. And Dave, you couldn't even take her back because she was no, tainted. She was tainted, just banging some... You said a black guy. Like I never said a black well, guy. Well, I mean, I, I can just, I say the movie. I never said a black <laughs> guy. Just, it doesn't matter right. whether it's black or no, white. No, I know. I create an own image in my head. But the thing is, yeah, I would. I would definitely not take her. A dick in her pussy after mine? No way. But yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't just walk away because then I'm then I'm the loser. So I want to create a fucking disruptance in their marriage any way I can. <clears throat> what about this? You love her. Dave, she's done nothing but good things to you. You were dead. She went on with life after some time. Why would you be fucking angry with her? Well, first of all, I've expressly said to my wife that you're not allowed to get remarried when I die. I've, I've said this already. She's so. out having fucking a picnic with a guy today. A very fucking lovely guy. I'm going to call her then. I'm going to make a call during break or something. You don't have to wait for break. What if you're... Well... Um, and this got read to us. You're a loser anyway, Dave. Born with red hair. Here's uh, Phil in <laughs> Boston. Christ. You're a man of fez. Yeah. Lost you. Phil. Yeah. Uh, would you take her back? No, of course you wouldn't take her back. And if you got her back, all you do is think about she's she's been with another guy. Are you crazy? I agree with torturing her, but that's about the only fun you get out of the relationship anymore. All right. Um, it would be wonderful, though. Well, that would be the thing. If she dropped you off at the airport the next time, you would constantly be saying to her, remember, I'll be back. Don't go marry someone else. All right, so That's right. Now, Phil, you couldn't be with a woman who's ever been with someone else? Well, you could, but not if you had the express arrangement that you're not going to be with somebody until kind of, you know, you either get divorced or you make a commitment. Yeah, but you died. In her eyes, you were dead. You were pronounced dead. I know, but she came back too quickly. There's got to be some reasonable expectation for a mourning period. Come on. It was years went by. Years. I thought it was was less than a year. No. No. You got to stop with this. You got to go back and watch the movie. (laughs) Um... Brian in Rhode Island, you're on one of us. Ronnie. Yeah. Does the uh, girlfriend have the same giant fo- Helen Hunt forehead? Yes, she does. I can't take her back. First of all, I'm willing to. I've never met you, Brian. You've never gotten a woman as attractive as Helen Hunt. Period. So what? You could fucking show movies on her forehead. Doesn't make her disgusting. Yeah, it was good enough for pay it forward. Every time that you had a, 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 a fight with Helen Hunt, you think you'd do this? Why don't you just go to hell and hunt? And that would be your fucking thing to add every fucking fight with. There's like new, like the new recent cool thing on the internet is to show like Helen Hunt pictures now because they say she's aged a lot. I didn't know. I haven't seen her in years. Yeah, that's uh, why. Ian, Ian, you're on the run of Fed show. She's, that's not right. Something's wrong there. <laughs> Something's seriously wrong. Uh, Ian, Nova Scotia. You. Yes. Yeah, I don't understand what the, all these these guys are complaining about that your girl had another cock in her pussy. I mean, if she had a cock in her pussy before you married her, and why why is it a big deal if she had a little bit while you were gone? She thought you were fucking dead. I mean, oh, you're back? Okay, well, great. If she's great enough to take you back, you're a fucking hairy loser that's been stuck on an island. 
I mean, accept it. Let's give Dave the right. You're a hairy loser. You were stuck on an island. You were talking to a fucking beach ball, whatever you were doing. Yeah, I would do the same thing that Tom Hanks did. All right, you'd been fucking out there. You finally get off this shit island. A fucking broad says, look, I had a kid while you were gone. You've been gone for fucking years. If you really mad at me? If she had a child, I'm being 100% serious. I cannot see it ending in any way other than bloodshed. Like, to be married to a guy is one thing. And like I said, I would move next door and ruin their lives by playing loud music. But if she had a fucking kid, no. I, I just know myself. I would have to go and purchase a gun. Or, or actually, since that one caller the other day said a guy rented a gun at a gun shop, you know, I was thinking about that. That's the way to go. And I'll go there, and then I'll just, everyone's gone. I would leave her to her new family, but my feelings would. Of course would. you would. We don't, we didn't even bring this up because you're like, let her go on with her new husband and kids. But my feelings would be hurt that she get, that nobody was found and she gave me up for dead. Hurt? Your body wasn't found because you crashed into the fucking ocean. Nobody would ever be found. If you watched the movie, she was actually in a search plane. <laughs> yeah. She looked all over for this fucking idiot. We never idiot. found John John. That's what yeah, they did. did. They fucking brought up the thing. He was, oh, uh, he was upside down. Oh, well, oh my God. Mm. Yes, he's alive. <laughs> he was in an air pocket. Uh, Troy, you're on Fez. Uh, hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. I don't think I would, uh, force, force the woman to do anything. I would just want to make my presence known, just be happy to see her, just to see the kid and what it could have been, and just leave it up to her. Just start a new life. Now, no point. there's the fucking, there's the kind of gentleman thing to do. You do go and see her, and you say, look, I wish you all the best. You have my number if you ever want to reach me. No, no way. Uh-uh, not buying it. You see your wife. You, you. She's what's kept you going all this time. Right. You're not just going to drop it. And that's it. something to thank her for. You, I'm saying physically and mentally, everything in, in your human body will not would not allow you to drop it. Um. Larry, you're on running Fez. Hello, Larry. Oh, I wanted to hear from him. Uh, here's uh, Tony in Jersey. Hey, what's happening? Uh, has anybody mentioned the fact that this guy's Tom Hanks' dentist? And the guy's like, you know, had his hands in Tom Hanks' mouth and stuff? That's pretty sick. You know, the guy's hands in Tom Hanks' mouth and how long was the hunt's pussy? Okay, I didn't realize that, but I at least have that guy give me meds. <laughs> um, here is uh, Joe. You're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B., what's up? Dave, Dave's making it sound like he missed a connecting flight and his wife got married. I mean, we're talking about five fucking years. Five years. Five years. Five care. years like a Bowie song. So what? What, is that, what does that Smiling mean Smiling and waving and looking so fine. I'm not saying she can't bang people. I would, I'd prefer if that didn't happen as well. But I'm realistic. But you don't need to shack up with someone else, especially since we've had that arrangement going on. I mean, well, my wife's never agreed to it, but I have it in my head. You're going to have to do the deserted island agreement now. Five years went by. No. Now, your chick today is out on a picnic with another guy. Yeah, I'm very upset by this. 
It's a long fucking picnic, picnic too. Yep. I'm going to text her right now. Now that you brought it up, I'm sorry, but I'm, it's in my head now. She's uh, over at Fuck Fuck Come Come Park, and that place is beautiful. This I thought they closed that down to make no. some room for parking. <laughs> Uh, let's go over here to... Um... I'm just texting. What are you doing? <laughs> Why didn't you put fuck? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Don? <laughs> huh? Tim, you're in the Run of Face show. I love, when, I love um, when your life is in turmoil. It's so much fun for me. not for me. Uh, the pot. original scenario it was that it was in the future, and I, I had been frozen. So is my wife now like this old hag? I right, just I stop with that stuff. Let's. That's. I switched it for this fucking retardedness. Chris, you're on running Fez. Yo, what's up, fellas? Dave and that Stanley dude, you guys are idiots, man. What would you do if the the roles were reversed and you know your girl was stranded and she came back to you and you're with a new family? I would not get. I would not get married again. You not, would have sex. Yes, and I said reluctantly that my wife would be allowed because I understand human urges, but I, don't fucking marry. What is that? It's her going on with her life. You are dead. No. Why could? How could she be married to a dead person? Just the concept of, like, I was married to this so guy. You believe in even death, don't we part? <laughs> and Correct. even death, we don't part. That Correct. doesn't make sense. You act like you honor marriage. You got married at, married at a hard rock. My aunt's sister. Hmm. Same place they're having Earl's party. What would, would she answer back? Just left Jeff's house, headed to park. His house? Yeah, now I have to text that. Now, first of all... House? House? Question mark. Good. First of all, I thought he was only in town for a couple days. That's so what have a I house thought. Here. That's what I thought. Unless he, he uh, came home to his family, and that's where they're meeting up, but still... People work. This right is somebody now. she used to be close with. Yes. How close? I asked if they ever had intercourse. She she says no. Mm. But you know, she was friends and yeah. They we're living in Florida. Wow, really? Not together. Just they were hung out in Florida. Oh Jesus! I don't know what goes down on down there. Uh, Jay in Vegas, you're on Fez. What's going on, buddies? Yes. Well, I don't know if. Say you're dead. Well, they think you're dead, but you're just missing. So you get remarried. Uh, you can't be married to two people at once. So when you come back and you're alive, you're married to two people. So no, well, what that, happens then? Is she going to jail for bigamy? The, no. The first, first of all, I don't know who's ever been sent to jail for bigamy <laughs> in a lot of years. Um, but your everything that happened would be invalid. Your fucking life before you you were dead you were declared dead you would have lost all rights yeah as a, li a living human being. Um, Jeff, you're on run a fez. Yeah, I have a question. I want to know how long Colin Hunt has to wait uh, to go to a Playboy party after my admission. Um, I'd say a while, good sixty days. Sixty days in the hole. If she waits sixty days to get married or to bang. I would shoot her right in the head. How long before? How long would you wait to have sex? To have sex? I'd wait uh, a year. Let me just write down in case I forget your new nickname. <laughs> I want to make sure I write it down so I'll have it here. 
All right. Tomorrow. New nickname. My new nickname? Fag. I never would have said it out loud because my (laughs) partner gets mad at that word. But that's exactly what that sounds like to me. And would you be with going back to process? You haven't heard back yet, huh? Um, I said, what have you been doing yeah. at Jeff's house? And the response was, we've been eating mac and cheese. Oh, God. <laughs> Romantic. Oh, you I st- need to make you a call better, during the break. You just better let it go. No, I am not only going to let it go, I'm going to ratchet it up. We're going to fucking take this into crazy town Dude, during the break. Your life is crazy town. He's fucking feeding her. The one thing that you haven't been able to do for your wife in quite a few years. Right. Well, for they, years, your wife's only statement is, I'm starving. <laughs> I bring home pretzel rods from work. That should tide you over. String cheese. Mary in California, you're on Fez. Hey, guys. So, um, maybe you can answer this question, because I thought in the movie, when he came back, he had been gone for like five or six years, and then when he met up with her, she had kids, like, that were not babies. They were like maybe three or four, right? Yeah. And she so, waited a couple years and got fucking married and fucking had kids. She wasn't. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't even a year after he had died because you got to think she's pregnant for nine months and then she has like what? two or three kids, right? You so guys really want to run other people's lives from the grave? I don't fucking understand this. When you are dead, you're dead. It has nothing to do with you then. I, how, how the hell um, am I going to enjoy heaven? Looking down and seeing her with a fucking family and, and there's dicks, new dicks going on. No, I'm not going to enjoy heaven. cheese in one mouth, fucking. <laughs> what do you keep looking at? I don't know, in case things change. <laughs> but maybe she thinks back, I don't love him, I love you, Dave. <laughs> That's what I would like. If, I, if she just said that. Why aren't you enough? I drop it. Why aren't you enough for her? Why does she need all this other outside stuff? I'm going to text that. <laughs> Why aren't I enough for you? You're not. See really. how this goes over. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait for the reaction. I gotta tell you, I blame her for marrying you. <laughs> Seriously, any stupid shit that you do is her fault. Look, because no one could have thought marrying you was a I'm good idea. I'm sending it. All right. <laughs> Why aren't I enough? This is gonna be the best reply ever. You, you don't take her on picnics. You sunburn. <laughs> That's a good point, Fez. All right, uh, we do got Larry in Minnesota back. Go ahead, Larry. Hey, Dave, I got a question for you. Me and my brother were in Vietnam together. My brother got shot and killed. The glorious government at that time fucked everything up, stuck my name on the death certificate, sent it to my wife. Then I come home two years later, she's remarried and got a sick baby. Instead of breaking up their little fat. We sat down talking. I just moved on with my life. Oh. Larry, let me ask you this. In two years, it never occurred to you to send a fucking letter home? And I no one... You didn't come home for your brother's funeral? Oh, I knew. But they stopped all my mail going out and all my mail coming in. I figured she just fucking got pissed off and left. Sounds like you had a lawsuit against the U.S. government. <laughs> Seriously. They fucked up your life, Larry. That ain't that bad. All right, buddy. Positive person. Jeff in Atlanta, you're on Running Fez. Hey, Ronnie, I think the thing to do would be go and tell her that you're back 
You show her and then say, give me half of the insurance money you collected and I'm out of here. Uh, dude, you're going to have your own fucking lawsuit against Federal <laughs> Express. Yeah. You just live you could make a... on a fucking island for five years. He never clocked out. I think you could probably own Federal Express for that. That'd be called fucking Wilson Express. It'd just be a picture of a smiling fucking soccer ball. Why did now, he just remember check he, the uh, island? He had that one fucking... What'd she say? He's calling. <laughs> I can't. I'll take it off the air. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll call her back. You're freaking her out. Because we're on the thing. You're freaking her out. We're on the air. We got responsibilities. But she will be getting a call from the Dave man next break. She's still calling, though. You fucking ruined her day with your silliness. <laughs> That's not silliness. You honestly feel that way, though? <laughs> yes. What is some picnic stuff? And Go all ahead this? and take the call. Go out and talk to her. Let us listen in your half. What, why would anybody marry him? What? Why would anybody marry him? And now there's a pothead just hanging out in the garage now. It's getting real weird. That may add to his charm. He ruined her day today, and he ruined Friday. He's ruined all the things that she's trying to do. I hope someone's watching over those kids, though. Ali, you're on Run Fez. Hello? Yeah. I, I want to know what happens uh, in the afterlife. If you, if you uh, were supposed to be dead and your wife remarried, well, when you get up in heaven, you're supposed to share your wife again with this uh, other guy that she remarried. What's going on with that? This is something preschool Sunday school teachers have to fucking talk about. <laughs> no adults think you're all going to fucking live in a house together in, in the clouds. <laughs> what happened? Um, no, she's concerned. Thinks I'm acting irrationally. Um, and su suggests I smoke more pot. Oh! <laughs> you're giving her a reason to fuck around. I said, I'll smoke pot with a girl. Bullshit. You didn't say <laughs> If we would have heard your part of that, I, I don't believe a thing that you're saying. I, I didn't say that. You're right. But what did she, she say to you for real? Yeah, I'm act acting irrationally. And I need to relax. And that I that she's like holding the phone up and there were kids playing. And like, this is just about kids. Did you point out that there is nothing rational about you? Um, I've lost sight of the fact that there, there were children and I just heard picnic. Yeah, because none of us have ever banged someone in front of their kids. That's never fucking happened <laughs> oh my before. God. Don't put that in my head. It happens, my friend. Yeah. Well, after the show, she's going to get a talking to, Ronnie. This isn't the way to live. <clears throat> if she's going to cheat on you, tell her to cheat on you with that fucking grass-fed steak guy. Chip. We're going to his farm this summer. I was hoping to get some steaks for free. I was going to go down to see him in Union Square. I think he goes to Union Square or something every once in a while. Yeah, he does. So why would I go all the way up a farm when I could just <laughs> get him for free here? Well, farmland's beautiful, you know? It's a nice scenery and fresh air. Good wiffle ball field. You are my wife. <laughs> Goodbye, city life. Mm, green Fun acres. Fun by yourself. Green acres. Here we come. Um, 
Let's go over to uh, Bob. Or it's Bobo. Bobo, you're on my hey. hey, what's happening, guys? Yeah. Look, you know, when this whole thing started out, I was like, oh, I'm going to leave her be, have a happy life. And the more we've talked about it, the more I've decided, screw that bag of guts. If she got remarried and had a kid with this dude, I think I'd have to move in next door, too. Yeah, that's the good thing. Look, I I don't know if you guys remember the movie. Helen Hunt loved him, was crying, (coughs) would have gone with him. And he said, "No, you got to stay and do your life." I don't. He did the be- the the bigger thing. Now, do you remember he had that one package right. that he was taking to the farm with the wings on it? Did you? Yeah. Did you ever see in the extras what was in that package? No. No. He had a waterproof international cell phone in there, and if he would have oh. just opened that package, yeah. he makes the call. Damn it. Bada bang, come pick me up. Oh. It's Tom Hanks. He was a professional, though. He, he played, opened everything he, else. He, he, he played by the using rules. that skate. He played by the rules. Damn it. You think he was pissed that he lost all that weight and they didn't give him the Oscar? <laughs> yeah, he was. But I he has so. two. Who did they give the Oscar to that, that year? That could have been the Adrian Brody year. But then again, I could be totally wrong. I'll look it up. Wow. Because Adrian Brody was fucking hideous that year. That was also... Adrian Brody was the year of the fucking great Jack Nicholson uh, movie. And I think... The one with Keaton, you mean? Yeah. Castaway's 2000. So 2000, probably we're looking at Russell Crowe for uh, Gladiator, right? Uh, Yeah, that's who it was. You're right. And they're coming back with that now, too. Another Gladiator. Or the... I think it's called Gladiator and he'd do it again. (laughs) <laughs> and um, stupid, just like a yeah, wordplay. Word yeah, gladiator. You're being irrational. Yeah, that's what I'm being told. But you know, I'm not having picnics with you know. The day you go up to Chip's farm, I'm coming. Okay, I'm gonna meet you up there. We have room in the car. Do you no, mind riding in the no, back? I'll meet. I'll oh. meet you. I'm gonna swing up. All right, we'll have a tense afternoon together, and tell Chip this: I'm gonna count to fifty, and I'm killing cows. <laughs> I can't tell him that. That's his livestock. That's the way he earns his money. Yeah? You can't just go there and start... Well, tell him, be ready to be a butcher. Because he's going to start fucking ready to chop it up fast. That's right. He'll be Take like, it off the hoof. Be like, Kevin Butcher, get me high and... I thought Butcher from ONA. No, 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 no. Butcher. Why don't we just start, start and call him Butcher? Pusher. <laughs> That's Pusha from the ONA show. Did she really tell you to go smoke more pot? Yeah. So she's annoyed with your pot smoking already? Um, She had encouraged it, it seemed, on Friday and Saturday. But, you know, as Davy Mac tends to do, he doesn't just keep it on Friday and Saturday. Overdues. Yeah, and it keeps going and going and going. And then, like, Same a, fucking way. I get up at 4 in the... I was really high on Friday, but then I got up at 4 in the morning to keep smoking pot. Like, I went to bed at 1 with her. Which she was happy about because I never do that on Fridays. I'm usually going to bed at six or seven in the morning with, with mm-hmm. the booze. I just went nice in bed at one in the morning, but then I got up at four to smoke again and listen to sports talk radio on. <laughs> <laughs> you need more to do. I was thinking about making a call, but I couldn't even work my phone. The that weird thing call. is, the worst thing you did was clean out the garage. That was the best thing we did. Now it's your pot smoking den that she's annoyed with. I tell you what, usually I'm, I get nothing done on Saturday morning. Not not a fucking thing. I don't get out of bed. Weeds change your life for the better. 
Well, I cleaned my whole garage. It's it's spick and span now. And your house is a mess. So isn't that odd? Yeah, but my safe haven, my to, garage is... You start, need to start smoking pot in the house <laughs> where you can enjoy yourself. Right. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, I know... Uh, I know you're a big Star Wars fan. Is there any real purpose to a lightsaber where they actually fucking work at all? Oh, sure they would. I mean, sure. what could it do? Slicing things. Slicing things. Ice, so, chunks of ice, you know, that you buy at the store. But it's not a weapon. It's a tool, then. It mm. should never be used as a weapon. I w- literally have a dream of the lightsaber as a knife. You're slicing bread. Oh, you slice through your steak. That's perfect. I Small, wonder if you a mini. I'm surprised. I wonder if it would kind of like cook it while you're doing it. It would definitely toast the bread. I'm surprised the Jedi's didn't have. Wasn't it just a Dave thing? Things. Didn't you just have that invention? Toast the bread as you cut it. No, mine was um, the bread box. I, I called the bread box, and it was put each slice of bread in their own. Um, separate space, and then it goes in a drawer. So with a lightsaber, you're cutting bread and making toast. Problem is, you could never not make toast with it. <laughs> That's fine. Everything is better, like a turkey club on toast. But you really wouldn't use it as a weapon. The other person has a gun, you have a lightsaber. It's like, what am I doing? I can't even get close enough. No, not necessarily. If you are trained with the lightsaber, you can block the bullets or the lasers. That's fine, but how do you win that fight? You're just blocking. You all block, the time. block, and then you. Or Luke used to block the lasers back at the guy. Yeah, and stupid. you can't block uh, fucking shit with a gun. You know, you're you're fucked. But I, suppose the guy's not fighting against somebody with a laser. They're fighting against somebody with a shotgun. You're going to block all those pellets? I think the lightsaber, the, the heat, would just m- melt any bullets. But you're not going to be able to knock the bullets back at them then? No, you're not. You would have to walk So if a guy stays me. far enough away from you, well, yeah, see, it, it, with, a, with a lightsaber, you can never beat a sniper. Snipers no. would go in forever. He'd be susceptible to a sniper, most likely. Because if you threw it like like a large laser knife, it's not going to get there before a bullet comes the other way. Or worse, now you've thrown away your weapon. Who fucking <laughs> wants a weapon you chuck away? Well, if, you, if you're if you with the force, you can throw it and then get it back like a boomerang. Oh, it's a boomerang. Yeah. All right. This is the whole... To me, I don't think that they would ever have lightsabers because of the same reason you don't see a guy using a sword in a fucking army now. These, they're no use to you. Well, it's an elegant weapon for a more civilized age. That's what they said about sword. Um, yeah, but to me, a sword wouldn't... See, that's why I don't throw Star Wars in with science fiction, because I don't think it makes sense from a science point of view. I think it's fantasy. Well, I, I don't know about that. I mean, there was, they had a lot of scientific stuff on the, those doors that, like, you know, like moved up and down, you know, really The fast. doors that went... How did they go? <laughs> I don't remember that. They move super fast, though. You, you don't see a modern door. I'm not saying we don't have electrical doors, but they don't move at that speed. Mm. That's a science. Uh, Mark, Mark in Georgia, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, you fellas. Uh, yeah, Ronnie B., I'm wondering about the uh, lightsaber for cutting steak. Would it go through the plate and the table? You'd probably have to lay the steak down, steak down on the ground. Well, I think you could probably have the setting of your lightsaber, you know, just like an oven. So you'd have- I mean, when I hear the lightsaber stuff that he's talking about, Hicks, it takes me back to LARPers, where you were in your younger days, a fucking weirdo LARPer. Well, I, I was a roommate with a LARPer, and he had a large collection of uh, duct tape weapons. 
And when you used weird. to blow him, did you use the thing, I'm the luckiest fucking boy in Bestchester? Sometimes. I made my own lightsaber once. I have a wiffle ball bat. I spray painted it green and got the, I duct taped the handle. Your dad ever get a job after that? <laughs> uh, Mike and Phil, you're in Fez. Hey, what's up, buddies? Uh, Eastside, I wanted to ask you this. I always wanted to stop Star Wars. The lightsabers that the Jedi used, depending on if they were good or evil, why would the color change? Is it because their force powered the lightsaber? It was their personal force? You know what I'm saying? You're saying that usually the evil guy had a red lightsaber, is what you're saying. What did the good guys have? Uh, blue or green. Or purple. Yoda I had never a green. paid attention. Yoda had green. Ben Obi-Wan Kenobi had blue. And Luke started with the blue, but then got a green. Indicating that he was a Jedi Master by that point. Hard Rock Johnny, you're on Run Fez. Hello, boys. There's a, a Honda Ridgeline commercial where they actually have like people sitting around the table, and the guy pulls out a mini lightsaber, turns it on, and starts slicing a turkey with it. It's hmm. pretty cool. It's uh, really cool. I definitely huh? think it would be a cool invention to be able to do. I mean, it'd be great for cutting things like that. Yeah, but again, the guy came up with a good point. What's going to happen to your plate? Well, that's, yeah, it looks like it actually would cut through the table, so you'd have to be very, very precise with your cutting. What about if we come up with an invention, saber-proof plates, and we're just able to put them out? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jenny. (laughs) Or you would have to be so good that you would toss the steak in the air, slice it, and have it land on the plate. No, we're talking close. You'd have to be that skilled with a lightsaber. But then you're going, really, you need to touch my food? You gotta fucking grab my turkey with your fucking hand, throw it up in the air. Yeah, and then it comes down as two different chunks. It would basically be the like a new Benny Hanna's attraction. Let me ask you this. Uh, by the way, when you sit here, Dave, you think everything's okay with your chick? Uh, no, I don't know what's going on over there. But we'll, we'll, I'm going to find out by the end. And I'm going to ask Hicks this too: with your chick, if she looks like she has something on her mind, something that's bothering her. Do you want to know, or do you rather act like you don't know? Picks you first. I drag it out of her. I want to know. You want to know. Yeah, I need So if to she know. doesn't want to tell you, fuck you. You're telling me this. It just it just becomes, it turns into a fight. Eventually it comes out, but we just argue with each other. Just tell me what's fucking wrong. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you've been acting like this whole fucking day. Just right. tell me. What is it normally that's wrong with her? I don't know. Bullshit. She hates you? Well, yeah, she <laughs> hates me. She reevaluating her life. But let, let's face it. When a woman doesn't want to tell you something... It's normally good for you. The stuff that they're telling you, not telling you, is so that they can't hurt your feelings or ruin your fucking weekend. Yeah. So, Davey Mac, do you ask if you get something that's bothering her? No. Not only do I not want her to tell me, but I want her to bury it inside and then fake a smile and pretend that everything's okay. Because I don't want to be bothered by that kind of stuff. Now, do you tell her everything that's on your mind? Not really, no. I, I don't tell her when everything's bothering you. You tell her anything that's bothering you. Are you going to really bring, bring up this Jeff thing or, or just let it fucking dangle? Just forget about it for a while. No, I'm going to... Let up some weed. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to ask. I'm going to call her afterwards and just mm-hmm. say, what the hell? You know, this is a long, long lunch here with the mac and cheese already. Mac and cheese takes like fucking six seconds to eat. You know, I don't get it personally. You... Still going back and forth with her? She just gave me a picture of my daughter on a swing. But that could have been taken years ago, and now we're all of a sudden. She wasn't using born it. years ago. Well, you know what I'm saying, though. She's now using it for the, the right moment. Oh, she wrote Jizz on Swings. <laughs> Jules, J L C. Oh, I know. 
she, you know. So you don't want to know it all. And, no. And I want uh, her to pretend to be happy around and, me. See, I think that's the. I think with the girlfriend stuff, you ask, and then when you're like living together, you stop asking. Yeah, just just be happy. I'm home for fucking two hours. I don't need it. I'm home for two hours. Fake a smile. Play some air hockey with the Dave man. That's all he wants. You sound like you have the best marriage ever. <laughs> light up. Maybe I will light up. What's it to you? <laughs> fucking over I there. Burn down. Against oh, the nagging. They, the guy, the guy said, like a small amount is is basically legal to to possess in Philly. <laughs> Someday, We're, I'm not, I'm like an hour away from there. The laws must apply. Yeah, it's prescribed to you too, right? I do have back problems. Yeah, oh, from Butcher. <laughs> Butcher has written up a fucking script. My friend Kevin Butcher in New Jersey, who's not affiliated with this company. Anyway. Is he copping for everybody on the LNA show? No, no, those guys are, you know, no no, no one drinks Bags. or does anything. Well, I was going to say that, but. Yeah, no one on no, no, shows drinks. Drinks or, I, I mean, no, Danny, you know, drinks, but I don't think like anyone fish. else. No one else does, though. I don't think the, the Travis, uh, Sam doesn't. Steve, I don't think drinks. E-Rock yeah. doesn't drink. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Sam, fucking Steve doesn't drink. <laughs> Stop it. Not anymore. Stop the things that you're saying. Okay. So, it bothers Hicks when he wants to know what's going on. Now, Fez, I won't even bother asking you. Because I know, with you, you never ask what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Fez, as a friend in all the years I've known him, will never say what's wrong. And th- that's a true story. Yeah, right. He's never once thought that. Maybe because he's so busy telling me what's wrong with him. But, uh, and also, here's the thing, too. One of the one of the things I hate in life is if somebody comes over to feel bad with you. Like, even when a chick does that. When, even if a chick says, I'm sorry this is happening. Well, that doesn't do me any fucking good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give me some info. Some way to ch- turn this thing around. Right. Or do a little song and dance. Right. Something to fucking turn this around. I'll say one thing. That's what my wife is very good at. What's that? If I'm coming in a down mood or panicked or something, she usually is able to do a little song and dance or some kind of thing to um, lighten the mood. She'll just start dancing and singing and that works for you? Yeah, well... Oh, is she like Bob Hope during World War II? <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean it literally. She'll, just, she'll do something entertaining that will um, brighten the day. Hmm. And that's important. The other chick, my ex, used to just bring me down even further until it was like that fucking, you know, Royal Tambom scene where I was going to clip my wrist. if you see me in, uh, or Dave in a bad move, uh-huh. what keeps you from asking us? Um, one is sometimes I think it would be too personal. Uh, maybe I'm uh, prying too much. Um, another reason would be um, maybe it was because... You know, um, they don't feel if they're not talking about it, they don't feel like talking about it. So personal and someone will say something when they feel they need to. Mm. Do you believe him, Dave? No. I think he I think he worries there's something he could do to help or he thinks it has to do with him. So he's like doing the same thing you do with your check. I don't want to hear about it. 
then I'll have to make a change. <laughs> or two, he might need me to help. Right. Or then even three, I don't know if he's always interested. Yeah. I was maybe going to say the third. I mean, I love Fez, but... You don't think he has a lot of interest in other well, people? I don't know. I mean... I don't know. I, I know I, I came in late today, but it was because I had to bring my son to the doctor. I didn't get a lot of, you know, had stand do. Well, I'm also not interested. I'm not saying you have to be. Your stories are too fucking depressing. <laughs> That's why I'm on the fucking rock, Ronnie. I'm fucking smoking it. Left and right. Smoking rock. I gotta oh, get the last pipe. Yeah, I'm so I, I'm, I haven't done it so that's long. That's crack. We'd oh. all be worried. Okay. We'd all be seriously worried right now. All right, we're gonna take the last break. We'll come back and wrap up the show. Run fast. Beautiful. I like this one. The dog, one dog goes one way and the other dog goes the other way. One yeah. is going east and the other one is going west. So what? And this guy's saying, what do you want from me? Ron and Fez show 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Lollapalooza lineup being announced now for this summer. And that's, of course, Grant Park in Chicago, August 6th through 8th weekend. Uh, you're looking at Green Day, Soundgarden, Arcade Fire, The Strokes, <coughs> Phoenix, and Lady Gaga, all being announced. Kind of surprising there with the Lady Gaga, don't you think, Pep? It doesn't matter anymore. They, she'll just do anything, and any promoter, concert promoter wants her in their fucking show. Cause she's she that just, big? She's that fucking big, yeah. She's everywhere. It's crazy. But this is Lollapalooza. Was always supposed to be the alternative to this kind of stuff. Yeah, everything's dead. There's no alternative left. Why not put Britney in it, if that's what we're doing? You know what I'm saying? It's Miley Cyrus. For some reason... She hasn't gotten the bad rap that the other girls like. See, she's viewed as like a genuine artist. I, I don't understand how it's come to that point. Maybe it'll be Gaga Palooza by the time she's done. Maybe David Gaga will show up if they'll throw me some cash. Too frightening. I got invited to a breakfast brunch on Sunday. Yeah, last yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Brunch, 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 brunch. Maybe we should start and call you Miss Popular. So this was with neighborhood friends. I go there. What they served was so hideous, so awful to the taste. How can, how can there be a bad brunch? That's what I want. This was the most. There was only one thing that they served. This was sold to me as a breakfast brunch. Mm -hmm. So I figure there's going to be a few things there. That this is going to be some sort of... What I got was one item, and it was matzah, mushed up, and then fried in a pan with syrup poured on top of it. I had the same thing on Sunday. Uh-huh. Matzah brai. Did is that you what? Like? Did you? Yeah. Did I didn't know that it? was the name of it. No, oh. I did not. This was awful. All right, I brought it up yesterday. Uh -huh. And I ate that. And thanks for listening. 
Uh, I thought it was out of this world. I had no idea that was the name of it. They were calling it matzo mush. Matzo mush. What's with the bobos? Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. You got it was eggs were on top of it. Syrup. No, I didn't get any eggs on this. I got like ground up matzo out of a skillet, and then syrup poured on top of it. I didn't get any eggs on it. It was cooked in egg fest. It was definitely cooked in egg. I'll call the Bobos right now and ask them exactly how they made it. Okay. So you didn't try? I, I tried, and then I was done. And then there was all the apologies. I'm sorry. This is awful. And I know I know it's awful. But I wasn't... I, I couldn't sit there and eat a giant plate of this stuff. Was everybody else eating it? Everyone else ate it. You should eat. So I don't know if that was being rude or sticking up for myself, where I wasn't choking down this horrible mush. Sounds good, though. We all ate it over the weekend. I don't know how we became the Jewish show this year. Well, something must have gone wrong in the recipe at this house. Here's the thing. People were asking you to come in and join in their tradition. Mm -hmm. And it's always the same people, the Bobos. They try to be your friends after all these years. I've never heard you say a kind word about him. Well, maybe if it was a decent brunch. I wasn't being told I was having any sort of Passover meal. I was told I was having a brunch. What'd you want? Well, I figured there'd be some sort of fruit salad there, something else. Fez said the stupidest thing the other day, and everybody looked at me and goes like this. I'm so interested in what uh, the Hard Rock's going to do with the fruit skewers. As if he's never seen fruit on a stick before. I didn't know if it was some sort of cook thing they were doing. If they were, like, trying to grill fruit. So I don't, um, I don't think that I, you know, I thought I had, uh, was it within my rights to, uh, not eat that. And I did. I did try it. So I think I. I think I ate enough of it. One one forkful. You know it's Passover. Mm-hmm. And you know they're a very observant Jews. They're the they're kosher people. Right. You go through this with them all the time on different things, and then you come back and act like. You know why didn't I get a croissant? Well, I wasn't expecting donuts or bagels or anything. But I was expecting something more than just syrup poured over a plate of gruel. So I didn't know if I was, uh, if that was the wrong thing to do or choke or choke down, or do I choke down a plate of something that I don't want to eat? We answered. We would have eaten. We all did stuff with Jewish people over the weekend. I actually enjoyed my food. Uh, Hicks, how did you like yours? Oh, it was great. It was fucking, I really did, actually. I really enjoyed it. I loved mine. Yeah. I like the fish best and the horseradish second. Why do you always have to sound like a baby? You want to hear what I got third? Yeah. The soup. Nice. All right, so rounds out the top three. So- all right. It sounds like everybody else got nice meals. 
I know that you don't like the Bobos because you tell that to, to us all the time. Why do you keep this friendship going? No, it's not that I don't care for them so much. I don't. I didn't care for the entree. You've never once told us about a pleasant experience you've had with them. You know, you're getting to this point where you're the old mean aunt, and then when you do come around, you bitch about everything, and then you wonder, how come I never hear from them? That aunt who would always say stuff like, you can't stop running. You don't even know me. What's my name? Don't fucking question me, old lady. I have no idea. Uh, do I have an aunt, bitch? Everybody else ate the food, right? Yes, they did. So it wasn't some kind of prank on you? No. All it was was a food not in your tradition. If it was awful food, wouldn't everybody say it was awful? Like if we suddenly had a bad amount of lunch put it here, right? Uh-huh. None of us would eat it. But if the food was good and you didn't like it, you might think this is just not food I've been exposed to before. You're not going to pick up a taste for, from it by going, I don't eat this, and pushing your plate away. Well, they gave up the fact that it, the, that it looked so awful. They knew that serving it. But I think, you know, something on the side I don't think would have hurt. Especially when it's presented in a different way. Yeah, they could have had bacon and sausage for you. Isn't there a kosher sausage? No, that's the whole point. They don't eat pork. There's some egg muffins, maybe. They have the kosher hot dogs. Why don't you eat a couple? Why don't you bring something over with you? I brought over pastrami. They loved it. Why don't you, when you say, this is my tradition, bitching about the host? I asked, and I was told not to bring anything. Still, we should bring, like, maybe a bottle of wine. That's, that's what I... Why don't you say this the next time they invite you? It's so unpleasant for me, I'm not coming back. By the way, kids get a new movie. Doing something with Steve Carell. Choke 2? No. He only choked him once. I don't know what the name of this one is. Try IMDb in it. I did, but I did. I didn't see where it was. I didn't see where it was on there. I'm only drive a truck through here. So I. I was just thinking I was. The fa I, was, I would think that someone, if you didn't want to eat it, if it was bad, and they're asking you, is it bad, you could go ahead and say it. Yeah, well, you did. You told me you didn't like their food. I guess I just have to pay more attention to the calendar. Of when I'm heading over there. Get into a more Levin season. 
Here's Glenn in Ohio. Hey, Fez, uh, why don't you take a centerpiece? That's your tradition, isn't it? I did not have time to get a centerpiece together. It was very late notice. Excuses. We've never heard from anybody who's actually gotten a centerpiece from Fez. He claims he has, but even when we talked to a centerpiece friend, she said, no, I never had a centerpiece. That was a lie on her part. She had gotten centerpieces. Why would she lie? To make me look bad. Hmm, worked. Here's Hello? Paul in Florida. Hey, Ronnie. It's, it's hard to uh, take Fez's advice on food when he has a set menu every single night and doesn't even eat anywhere else in a city full of 10,000 restaurants. 10,000 would be a lowball number. I think there's three times that many restaurants. He eats from the same one diner. Astoria has plenty of great restaurants that deliver. I could maybe help Fez out. I'm supposedly going over there for Greek food on Mike's birthday. Oh, what restaurant? Well, I hate to cross the bridge, but if you'd like to come, you want to meet us? Sure. <laughs> uh, it is the night of the concert. Oh, come on already. I think I know the place you're talking about. I was there once. You probably have been there. You used to go there. Now you're out. But, of course, you're invited. Oh, God Mike damn. would love to see you. Fucking Ben fucking it, folds. It's it's you that won't see Mike anymore. Mike is wide open with everybody and more than happy. And I'd, holding zero grudges. I'd love to see him. We can partay. Oh, that's right. I forgot your weed head. And I'll take him in the alley. I'll smoke it and joke it. Do the potheads say stuff like that? No. No. <laughs> they didn't like the food? No, I didn't care for it. So I tried not to make a big deal out of it. No. I just didn't need it. Heard. Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. How's it going, Ronnie? Spanking. Hello. Yeah. I don't care if I was invited. I ain't eating this shit because I'm strong, confident Fez Watley. Oh, by the way, uh, Dave, you know that um, when you're talking about parte with Mike Kaka, he doesn't drink and he doesn't smoke. You know why? Why not? He's goody too, goody too, goody goody too, shoes goody too, goody too. I was down checking out the place that's going to uh, be the new Molly's. Fantastic location. Really? Mm -hmm. I can't wait for that place to open Beer up. and wine license, my friend. Beer and wine license. Mike says he hopes you come in there and drinks every day. He goes on his arm. He goes, tell Dave, come in, pull up a stool. All right. I'll pull up a stool and I'll pull up the fun. All he says is the only thing he wants is anybody starts in trouble for you to pit bull him. So you're always ready to go off. I will. Uh, yeah, I mean, if this is a serious invitation, I will be doing that a lot of Fridays. It's a serious XM invitation. Okay. And obviously it's not a serious invitation. The man's trying to have a business, not have you drink him out of house and home. Oh, so that was, this was a joke all along? How about this? You, just, you wait out in the alley and I'll have someone run you out pictures every hour on the hour. 
I'd do that. I you know, know you would. I'd get a little lawn chair for <laughs> yeah. myself. And, and you my and Butcher can get out there and fucking use one hitters. Get my transistor radio. That's Davy Mac style. The Marriage Ref and A Minute to Win It, both renewed for next season on NBC. Fez has just made a judgment call. He has decided to bring them both back. Well, that's good news for Seinfeld. Everybody was acting like it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I'm surprised at this. It hasn't gotten the good reviews. NBC didn't seem to be thrilled with it. It's, uh, I guess what the thing is, is the Jay Leno show taste is still in everybody's mouth. Where no matter what it is, it's better than having Jay Leno at 10 o'clock. You just won't get off Norton's back with this, will you? It was a fine show. Not all of it worked. Some of it worked. Now he's back into tonight's show, and I think doing pretty well, right? Yeah, they said that it's basically back to where it was before he even left. He's lost some younger viewers, mm-hmm. but that is it. He's back to beating Letterman on a consistent basis, really? like it never, ever happened. It was just a... Uh... It was just a story for people who enjoyed that kind of thing. It wasn't a real story with the American public. I don't think the American public cared much one way or another. All right, Ron and Fez show getting ready to uh, shut this one down. Uh, Thursday is the only day we won't be live this week. We've got a personal day. And Fez, you are... Completely nervous about some lumps in your armpits? Yeah, I got a big, solid lump in each armpit. So, and then I've, you know, I made the mistake of looking up what it could be. Mm -hmm. Of course, you have to go past the bad stuff that it could be to try to find something normal that it could be, Mm -hmm. where it's just an infection. But I've got some other symptoms, too, that go along with either the bad stuff. What is the bad stuff? Like uh, lymphoma. Wow. Cancer of the lymph nodes. We'll make we'll make a hell of a show out of that though. The lymph node show? Mm. And what's the good stuff? Just a regular ingrown hair? Yeah, where it's just a basic How about the infection. Fact that you rubbed fucking mayonnaise into your armpits and then let it heat. Well, that's I what think I'm... there's some kind of blockage there. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I'm going to tell the doctor. I don't know the right way to explain it to him. But, doctor, for some reason, I spread mayonnaise in my armpits, and I also didn't bathe for two weeks. All right, Dave, I found out that the place that you went over there is out of business. The uh, Greek restaurant. With Davey Mech, Hex. Is that when you were living in the story? You used to go to that place all the time? Yeah, I must have been living in a story. Else, why else would I be there? Eight towns. Mm. So glad I got out of that shithole. Bruce was right. Fucking born to run that fucking shit. Historia? Yeah, gotta get out of this, you know. Yeah, but why would Bruce write about Historia? Well, no, I know. He was writing about, like, his town in Jersey, but if you apply it to his story, it's the same thing. All right, thing. Fezzi, I'm looking. You're looking like you're upset about your armpits, and you just, you don't have to be. I'm probably, just nervous about them. It's probably nothing. You know you you run fucking mayonnaise in it. Right. That's Mike, what I keep telling myself. It's probably just dried mayonnaise. Um, here's Mike. You're on Fez. Yeah, I had the same problem with the lumps in the armpits. It's yeah. cat scratch fever. He lives with a cat. You might have got it from the pussy next door. Ed, Connecticut. You're on Fez. 
Oops, let me try again. Ed, we got you, buddy? Hello? Go ahead, pal. All right, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I'm a physician's assistant. I just wanted to let Fezzy know that uh, everybody's got lumps in their armpits. They're basically their lymph nodes, and when you get older, they do get a little bigger, and uh, maybe you ought to think about maybe uh, finding the old uh, 1-866-RUN-DAVY-B. Davey M. Out. What is this bit that you're plugging? You can plug. Go ahead. What is it? What was he trying to plug there? I couldn't even pick up. Sounded like he was trying to give out either a website or a phone number. Sounded like a phone number. Uh, that guy's a fuck up. Whatever he did, was trying to fuck up. Just plug. I don't care. I'm not sure if that was a real doctor, but I'll work well, on it. Well, he said physician's assistant. Oh. And the only thing I ever want to hear from a physician's assistant is the doctor's available to see you now. <laughs> There's no other fucking things I want. They give the shots. They take the blood. All the unpopular doctor stuff. That's called a nurse, Fez. Everything that you just fucking described was a candy striper. Did Fez uh, contact um, Dr. Steve about this? Because he's very good with this kind of stuff. Just ask him to write scripts. Here's some Percocet for your lymph nodes. That's supposed to be a Dr. Steve? Yeah. Impression? Yep. Here's some Vicodin. Boy, do we have everybody that we know on scripts of some kind? Everyone. I'm not yet. I'm I, taking this. I'm going to try it. I, I, don't, I don't want prescription drugs. Why not? It fucking goes great with the weed. You sit out in the fucking garage, you're eating your fucking pills, you're smoking your weed. You know who wrote my prescription? God, Ronnie. God wrote my pot prescription. <laughs> you're the stupidest fucking nuttiest man. And that's why your wife is out on a date today. A double date, yeah. She not only is fixing herself up, she's fixing her daughter up. And where's your son? I didn't get to ask her that, but that's, that <laughs> is a mystery. Because my parents are out of town, so I don't know where the fuck Stan could be. Did he get left at the doctor's? Maybe she uh, gave him to her mom's house. That's a possibility. It's a long haul, though, isn't it, from Jersey? Yeah. Very long. Maybe Sheepy's watching him. I wouldn't be comfortable with that at all. Sheepy would be comfortable because he'd be using the kid as an ottoman. Yeah, I, I don't want anyone to babysit except for Beanie. The baby. Take it of it and stand watching Sheepy. <laughs> He'll put Sheepy down for a nap. How was he, Stan? Oh, he was good. He pissed himself, shit himself. I let him sit in it. Later he cried and scratched his arm and told everybody he couldn't take it anymore. And then he went next door and asking people how many people lived there and how much money they made. <laughs> then I saw the big gardener shower in a bucket. He just sits in a bucket all day and hopes that his parents don't one day die and leave, make him get, move out into the world. If he was a guitarist, he'd be Bucketfoot. Good one. All right, I can close this show down today, but Fez, did you enjoy your Passover meal? Didn't care for it. Mm. Not at all. Well, I can't wait to the next horrible experience you have with those people and come back and complain to us. It'll have to be after the after the movie is shot. That's true, Fess. That's true. Or else they can collect money for another baseball trip. All right, we're shutting this thing down today. We'll be back in here tomorrow. Uh, a big Wednesday show. We now like to call it midweek or Dave's new thing, hump day, halfway to 420. Dave, 
Dave hears this, and it sounds like a pterodactyl is screaming, and Dave slides down a dinosaur and starts smoking pot. I hide under the air hockey table when that shit happens. Run for cover like it's the WW2. I just want to give the Beanie Cup Award today to Butcher for uh, creating the entire... Today's Beanie Cup goes to... I'm not going to argue that one. That one helps me. Kevin Butcher, my friend from New Jersey, not affiliated with this company. Please try to get a hold of Earl. Make sure he doesn't drop you as a... Um, as a follower, because he's been doing this. Matzah mushed with fried and some egg in a pan with syrup. Sounds a lot like unleavened French toast. I bet it's delicious. Yeah. It was actually delicious. I had multiple plates of it on Sunday. And then when I sit around... My life is good. A little beef Wellington last night. Gone through Cook's Illustrated Cookbook. I like to get on that Telepan Cookbook and go all the way through it. Do something for ourselves for a change. All right, see you guys in here tomorrow. <coughs> uh, that's the uh, Dubai show. Dong. To watch things on TV Satellite of love Satellite of love Satellite of love Satellite of Satellite